Some exciting news for you guys today to start the show off, okay? Because mm-hmm. if you've any listeners to the show and anybody that's listened to me in the last few years might know that uh, I haven't been to the movie theater in several years at this point since COVID began. Why? What happened? Listen, I don't know if you heard about this, Brent. You don't read, mm-hmm. so I don't. Uh, there was some stuff that went down. All right, it's actually going to be covered mm-hmm. a little bit in the movie today, which is nice. Oh my god, might help you understand a little bit, but. Um, uh, I fast-forwarded the first 30 minutes, so I hope you know, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> it's your YouTube strategy. Your strategy. You just do it with every movie. You're like, the first 30 minutes are just worthless. The first, like, 30%, I don't even care about. Just get it out of here. Uh, I will give every movie two hours and no more. So, And I really wanted to see how this ended, so scrubbing through that first 30. That's smart, though. That's just smart right mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I haven't been to the movie theaters, uh, any theater, since... Uh, I think the last thing I saw was probably Rise of Skywalker, I think was what we decided the other day in December of 2019. I remember seeing Knives Out in November of 2019. And uh, Mm. since then, I think that was pretty much it. So uh, I went to the movie theater today before this. Oh, my God. I know for the first time. And uh, I got to say, it was it was kind of cool being out. You saw the rescreening of X versus Sever. Yep. I was geared up to say yep for whatever. Did not expect that. Holy shit! Were you there? That was a really that was a fathom event. I didn't know many people knew about it. So yes, of course, of course. I mean, it's an anniversary year. It's like you can't. I mean, it's it's been twenty three years. Oh god. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I went. uh, My buddy James and I went to go see Avatar: The Way of Water, the new uh, Avatar movie, because I wanted to see it. I, I was planning on seeing Scream next month as my first back to the theater thing, but. Avatar with uh, the 3D technology and stuff. It's just like, you know, it's, it's theater or bust kind of kind of thing, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. we went to see that. And I'll probably talk about Avatar another day uh, because I want to talk about my return to the movie theater. Right. A little bit with you guys. Yeah. So, um, uh, Brent, I know you go fairly regularly now to the movie theater. What about you, Rachel? Have you have you seen stuff in the last like few years? Are you still going? I have. Yeah. You know, we didn't go for a long time, but mm-hmm. um a few months ago, I guess, we went back and we've seen, um, my son worked at a movie theater for mm. a little while, like the end of last year. And so we started going when he worked there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Times. Yeah. You can mention Which that. theater, yeah. Jane, if you don't mind. Cinemark. I worked for Cinemark for a whole week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was there for, I don't maybe six months. I don't okay, know. Okay, that's pretty good. But when he was there, once he'd been there for like two or three months, he was like, I'm like a veteran now. He was like, <laughs> everybody's dropping like flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine was um, uh, our dumpster outside. Uh, like the hole for the dumpster, like the opening was like, like as like chest height and higher. It was like this, like our chest was like the start of it. So you really had to heave stuff in there and it's the huge fucking trash bags and they're thin and they're filled with soda, like full sodas that people throw away. Right. And I tried to like heave it up there and it ripped and it just spilled all down my chest and all down oh my, my legs God, into my no. shoes. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 27 years old. I was like, I'm going to try theaters for a while. It's right before I went to Alamo Drafthouse and moved to Houston for that and everything. I was like, I'll try Cinemark. Man, no, not again. Maybe they should invest in slightly thicker trash bags. Maybe I, that would be a, that's a solid investment. Thing. Maybe a lower... <laughs> yeah a lower dumpster how about that you know or give me some sort of way to lift it up like an exo you know skeleton suit 
like an avatar. <laughs> Because those things are fucking. You heavy. need to go. No, I, Stephen. I know you're new on the job here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need you to go collect all the trashes. Okay. Um, before you do that, go talk to Ripley. She's in the back. <laughs> She's got the power loader. <laughs> Stay away from her, you bitch. But you got to ask her real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, went to uh, we went to AMC today in a, a theater near James, so that he likes. Um, it was it was nice. It was like in a mall, but it was like the outside, so that was easy. Um, cause I'm still not like, I just don't like a lot of, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I don't like people. I don't like crowds. What? I know. Oh my God. Um, is this new? So James had shown me before that he had been in this theater before. And, uh, there's a section at the very top where the seats, there's like two seats that are gone. And I thought it was maybe for like wheelchair access, but it's actually at the very top. You'd have to walk up there. So there's no way it's, it's because their window for their projector is so low. So it's like they, they put bars up and like split the seats on the last row so that nobody can sit in front of the projector screen and like have their head hit or whatever uh in front of the window and so uh he was like there was guaranteed nobody next to you it'd be perfect so we got those seats when we get in there we were the first people to buy tickets we get in there and there's people on the other side of that gap and i was thinking oh man they're gonna be just like us they also sat up here however i'm pretty sure they bought those seats because they're like nobody's gonna be around to hear us talk through this whole fucking movie (laughs) oh no and i don't know what it is about me I hear this on Reddit sometimes where people are like, I don't know why you guys all have these horrible experiences at theaters. I, they are attracted to me. I feel like if I buy a ticket, everybody <laughs> in town that loves to talk during a movie likes to go to that same movie. Uh, so they're talking throughout the whole thing. Uh, and mostly just like talking. They were in some foreign language as well. Maybe French. They kept spe- speaking to each other. It was just like Sacre bleu. a little too much. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the woman, it was like on a date and the woman, um, Every time anything happened, like any emotional thing, she would like ooh and ah and coo about it. So it's like mm-hmm. the main guy, Jake, has like a son in it. And he'll like hug him and she'll be like, oh, to literally mm-hmm. everything that happens like that in a movie. Oh which, my God. Uh, movies are emotional. I don't know if you guys knew that as well, but uh, it happens a lot. Uh, so about like 20, 30 minutes in, uh, James kind of threw up his hands like, what the fuck? And I was like, gear it up to finally say something. And I was like, I haven't even been to a movie theater in three fucking years. And I have to say something to someone the first time. So I, uh, I lean over. Finally, I'm getting sick of it. And I lean over and I'm just going to do like a quick, you know, I was practicing what I might say. And I did a quick, you know, like, Mm. can you, can you please stop talking? But I hadn't been talking because I'm in a movie theater and I I respect those rules. So I hadn't been talking for a while. So I was like, can you please stop talking? And they did. <laughs> they used wow. my cough with force and they, they stopped. Yeah. They would every once in a while kind of, you know, whisper a little bit more mm. or whatever. She'd still do her little oohs and ahs and whatever. Uh, reacting to the movie. Just get out of here. You know, if you can't be absolutely silent, don't sit next mm-hmm. to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, that, that worked out OK. I was glad I said mm-hmm. something. They were cool. Like they didn't say anything back. I always get like my, my heart starts racing and stuff before I say it, even though I do it a lot. I've done it in front of Brent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh because they can't be the only ones of course another gentleman in front of us started speaking in the movie for like a full minute pretty loud and until he got up to take the phone call he'd already been on for a minute outside and i was like what the fuck seriously man i can't get away from it it's so crazy so uh i just want to say uh james and i were making plans to go see scream next month uh but he asked me (laughs) if this were my return to the movies would this be the it and i think if I didn't have Scream to look forward to so much that I've been looking forward to the, for months, uh, this after all these years, and this is my experience going back, I, I think I would have called it. I think this, I would have been like, I don't need to go to a movie theater ever again in my entire life. <laughs> I have horrible luck at them. It's a horrible experience every time. 
it was like you know twenty five dollars for the two of us to go or whatever. It's just like expensive and loud or whatever. Uh, so I'm hoping that Scream can redeem it. We're gonna maybe try Alamo Draft House where they have a better policies and stuff. So yeah, we'll see about that. But uh, man, I just can't get away from it. I'm imagining you in that theater in this darkened room trying to watch this movie. You know, it's at the beginning of it or whatever, and you hear these like French people say, "Zut alors, they are kitty cats now." <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you see his butthole? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. this lady just won't shut up about buttholes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. It was quite quite the thing, man. I couldn't understand what they were saying most of the time, to be honest, but it was just enough, you know, to make me not hear what was on screen either, so. I mean, you're such a big fan of the Scream franchise that I'm like, I want you to go see this mm-hmm. as soon as it's available for you to see, but I'm also afraid that the last movie came out and was a big hit that everyone's going to rush out to That's see true. it. So, like, your only option to get it, to see it, you know, weekend of release is like, Maybe you just didn't even notice, but like you bought a ticket, you're like, oh, that's weird. And they have like the theaters booked out, but they have some of the small section available. Okay, cool. I'll I'll get a ticket, whatever. You get there, it's in a cry room. You're sitting there the whole time. (laughs) I'd be like, well, fuck it. Give me a baby at least. I might as well do this. I got nipples. I can feed someone with this. My luck would be that way, man. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would be in the screening that from hell, not even realize it. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's okay. And I hope that it's, I, I do like the idea of a nice opening weekend crowd. I've been in some nice opening weekend crowds for star Wars and stuff and Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. some other like fun movies and stuff. There's a certain, uh, crowd to that, that can be fun. And part of it's just, I'm older and I don't really care for it anymore, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was telling Amanda before the show, like all these directors like Ryan Johnson, and uh christopher nolan stuff they'd be like no the theater experience is what it's all about and i'm like fuck you you guys are like millionaires you haven't been to a fucking (laughs) amc 13 in like a decade you have no idea what it's like on the front lines man (laughs) (laughs) i know like with a a director like ryan johnson or a spielberg or whomever they could uh, sit at the front of the theater and watch the movie. And if anyone talks, they blow a whistle and like all the squid game light guards come in. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rachel, have you ever had a, a nightmarish movie theater going experience? Um, I mean, no, not quite like that. I'm not a fan of theaters. I have I a hard time you. sitting still for that long. <laughs> mm. And I don't find the chairs to be that comfortable, no matter how comfortable they make. Them. Right on. So mm. I like get, if I'm not like, I have to be thoroughly engrossed in the movie. If the movie like loses me at all, then like my mind starts racing and like I just like feel like I have to move and I start like shifting constantly and mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah I don't talk I won't talk in a damn movie. straight but <laughs> you you just start thrashing on your chair yes <laughs> way, way less distracting <laughs> yes. and I hate like we'll go see movies as a family a lot and like Eric will sit stone still through the whole movie our younger son will sit stone still through the whole movie and me and my older son are just like oh like we're just like we're both quiet we don't make a sound but we just move like through the whole thing we're constantly like shifting moving our feet under us pulling our feet back out finding sitting up Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah I just mentioned a montage and you're just like all these different positions and 
you're all of a sudden you're just upside down and you're like, yeah. oh, this didn't work either. <laughs> yeah. I'm like moving the armrest up, moving yeah. back down. I'm like, oh my God. But I, do no, get... I mean, if a movie's really good, then I'm good. Right. But... It's got to keep your attention. Yeah. I do get um, fidgety sometimes as well. And uh, like the seats today were really comfortable. They were nice. So that They were like leather and they had like the re- like automatic recliner thing, you know, like the electronic. And so, like when you start to use it, like the first time I did it, it was like. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always feel like, oh, I'm I, everybody can hear everything I'm doing. Like that's part of the thing for me, too. I feel like not only are people annoying to me, I feel like I could be annoying to other people when things are around me or loud, even like it's not my fault, you know. Uh, I, I feel like I'm like noticing everything and I'm like, it just is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not as comfortable at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, I'm like very easily amused. And so I will laugh at like jokes that no one else laughs at. <laughs> and that always makes people really self-conscious. Like, yeah, Wait, is that why you listen to this podcast? Is that, is that the reasoning? Maybe. No, it makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, I'll be like laughing out loud and the rest of the theater is totally quiet. And I'm like, oh, was that not funny? You guys like, didn't know. No, just me? Cool. Got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. I would also just, for if that were me, I would feel more comfortable at home. And I'd be like, I can laugh at whatever mm-hmm. I want. Oh, there's a tail. Hello, kitty yeah. cat. <laughs> cat tail. It was only a cat tail. It was like a, a periscope. <laughs> <laughs> just like walking through the frame. <laughs> well i yeah, have to good. put the laptop up or she'll walk across the keyboard mm. right 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 so oh, it's yeah. like propped mm. on books it'll so be her Ouija board. Oh wow yeah mm-hmm. yeah listen to those outtakes everybody um yeah. well so uh yeah i hope that next month when i go back for scream it's a much better experience uh and also i think that rachel if you're already uncomfortable at not so so-called nice theaters with nice seats um, maybe you should go to like the, an old school, like wooden seat one. <laughs> I, I assume some of them are haunted. So you might That's have oh, two yeah. birds, one stone in mm-hmm. that scenario, you know? I, uh, mm-hmm. I went to see, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie, um, The Room, the Tommy Wiseau <laughs> I've never movie. seen it, but yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. same. So I went to see that at a theater in Dallas and, uh, Tommy was always there. He did a Q and A after the movie. Oh, cool. But um, the seats, so you sat on like love seats, which like would have been great, except that they were falling apart. Mm. So you had to like <laughs> hold them up as you were sitting. Oh no. Like it, uh, hmm. that theater was probably definitely haunted. It was uh-huh. old as shit. And I mean, they were literally like the backs were falling off the love seats. I imagine someone, I don't know why, just because the love seats and it's comfortable. I imagine like someone just been like, Oh my god, it's haunted in here. Did you hear that? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Farting ghost up in here. I hear there are a lot of brown ghosts just haunting this place. It's if you if you if you smell something bad, it's definitely a ghost. That's how you can tell. <laughs> They're trying to communicate. They're trying to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> it has so much to say. Well, I think on that note, uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today, we're going to talk about Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery from uh, Ryan Johnson and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, raising the prices, sure. Why not? Take some, go ahead and take <laughs> some shit off there. You know, make, make things more complicated and charge more. Great, great, great business plan. Uh, but to help us discuss this movie, we have our returning 
friend, guest, uh, and listener for whatever reason, Rachel Bookout. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you. Of course. Uh, so we had mentioned, I think like at, on an episode at the beginning of the year that we were going to talk about this movie and, uh, you had commented on the gram, that's what the kids call it, which <laughs> were so fucking hip, that. uh, that you have a lot of thoughts about this movie. So immediately reached out and, uh, invited you on the show. So I'm very much looking forward to that conversation. Oh, yeah. But Stephen, before we get to that, I think you wanted to bring down the room a little oh, bit right. <laughs> with a couple of things. Yeah, before the show, I said, hey, anybody have any mini topics? I have two that are uh, they're about celebrity deaths. They're definitely going to bring the whole room down. But, uh, <laughs> but I also feel like I wanted to mention them. Uh, so the sure. two of them happened. And randomly, I feel like I only heard about them the other day, but both of them happened in January. So I'm, I'm a little behind on these. But uh, Cindy Williams was the first one. She passed away uh, January 25th. She's from American Graffiti. She is Shirley of Laverne and Shirley. And she was on Happy Days oh, and stuff. Yeah. So um, I always really liked her, especially at American Graffiti. And the other night, I love that movie. Uh, it's one of my comfort movies. So the other night after I heard she passed, I I was like looking for something to put on to kind of go to sleep. And I threw it on for a little while and just kind of watched her scenes. Just kind of scrolled around a little bit. So um, and then her uh, another person as well from sort of the same era um, was uh, Melinda Dillon. She passed away on January 9th. She is the uh, the mom of the little boy. Barry and, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So she's like the 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 woman foiled to uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character and stuff. And then uh, I didn't even realize it until they mentioned it. Uh, uh, sometimes it's like you have movies from your youth and you don't even realize like people are in them to get, you know, like, oh, an actor from this one is in this and I never really connected it for some reason. So she's the mom in A Christmas Story as well. And I never connected that she was also in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's like in my head... Now that I see, I see it, I'm like, oh, it's absolutely her. But in my head, it's like, those are completely two different women, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, both of those, are like for me, uh, Close Encounters and American Graffiti are two of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, both of oh, them, wow. I, I just heard about them kind of like a few days apart. And I was like, like, oh, damn. Oh, fuck. And it just feels like every year, you know, there's so many celebrities that that pass away. I think I'm not sure which one. I think Melinda Dillon was like 83. Like, obviously, they're, they're getting up there now. But in my head, so young, they're always they're they're like in their in the 70s. Like they're they're always like 29 years old or something. Right. Right. Uh, in yeah. my head, they always stayed that way. So it, it was kind of a shock to me. So uh, anybody brought down yet? Everybody good. Cool. Uh, there was a, another little mini thing I wanted to bring up for Rachel, though. Another thing that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was also a Graham thing. I'm not on the Graham as much, but uh, I think I saw uh, a question we had talked about sort of on the show that Rachel answered. So we had mentioned uh, the TV show Wednesday recently, and I knew that Rachel was a fan of Sabrina. And then I think we just kind of on the show just kind of put it out there like, you know, Sabrina fans, what do they think about Wednesday? So you had said something, Rachel, but I'd love for you to speak on that, what you think about Wednesday versus Sabrina, I suppose, as a, as a fan of that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so I love Sabrina, um, and I I love Wednesday. Wednesday's not as dark, you know. It's mm -hmm. definitely a lot. Um, I don't know. It's not quite as dark as Sabrina. It's kind of they funny dark. Yeah, so they don't dark. they don't say like pray Satan and stuff, you know, in Wednesday <laughs> like they do in Sabrina or in your household, which is yeah. <laughs> which is like so wild to say because up until a few years ago. In, like, pop culture, the only real, like, mainstream version of Sabrina was that Melissa right. Joan Hart TV yeah. show, that, like, sitcom from back in the day. And I'm just trying to picture her, like, summoning Satan, and, like, a goat-headed <laughs> Satan just shows up. Like, hey, what's up? 
<laughs> you up? Yeah. You know, uh, it's up, Phil but, uh, Hartman. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, spoiler, but for Sabrina, but Sabrina is the daughter of Satan. Oh, what? okay. So yeah, it, it gets Nepotism. pretty. It gets pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a nepo baby. <laughs> she oh, she is. Uh, a lot of the show takes place in hell. Not a lot, but some of it takes place in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. But I thought Wednesday. Wednesday's really cute. It's you know mm-hmm. it's a lot more yeah like wholesome and stuff. But I still really liked it. I um, I'm excited for season two. Right on. Yeah, I, I just never really could get quite into Sabrina when it came out. I like a lot of the look of it, and the the main girl, I think, is fantastic. I yeah. mean, she's no Melissa Joan Hart, but you know who it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole vibe of it was was good. It just didn't quite click with me. And then Wednesday surprised me. I'd heard really good things about it from a lot of people, but I let my wife start it first, and then I kind of peeked in, and I was like, I got to watch this too, kind of right away. So, um, But yeah, I was so curious what you thought, and I'm glad that you can like both and you know, it's like they're not competing or anything. It's, it's like more entertainment, which is great. But uh, I was super curious. Yeah, if it's like I didn't know. If it's, do I like Wednesday? Because I didn't like Sabrina that much. <laughs> and so it's good to know that it's like, you know, Wednesday seems to be pretty universally loved from what I've heard. So, I'm mm-hmm. real into mysteries and I'm real into like mm-hmm. teen drama shit. Right. That seems to be kind of my thing. So <laughs> <laughs> Some of those shows just really, I don't know, they're kind of silly fun. I mean, there's been yeah. a bunch over the time Amanda and I have watched. I've tried some recently and I just can't. Or like, I'd love to like watch the, I know you did last summer TV show, but then oh, I think it was yeah. Boozy or someone from Terror Table had mentioned it. They're like, it's terrible. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to try it. I bet it's going to be, I'm going to start and be like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> doesn't click yeah. with me. But every once in a while you get a really good one. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, I've they're been re-watching Pretty Little Liars. Right, Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the, uh, the show well the showrunner of riverdale and sabrina has a pretty little liars tv show that came was, out last uh-oh. year was he involved in the original one as well or just this new no one? he was not just this oh, new one i didn't realize um, that interesting yeah so it was uh it was really good and they they wrapped up their story it was an hbo max series it was called mm. pretty little liars original sin they wrapped up their story because they didn't know if they were getting any more. Uh. You know? And then it actually did really well, like did pretty well. And it was pretty, it got pretty good reviews from the critics and everything. Mm-hmm. So they got another season. Um, but I, it's called Pretty Little Liars Summer School. And I think oh, it's going to okay. use the same character, the same actors. I don't know if they're going to be the same characters. It's kind of interesting choice know. for oh. that kind of show though. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm really excited about it. It was really good. He kind of really um you know, he really thrives in that kind of like dark right. teen drama atmosphere, which yeah, which I just love. So There you go. I'm obsessed with like everything he does. Did you ever watch the MTV Scream series? Mm. No. So my older son uh watched some of it though, but I don't think he was able to stay up. But he's a huge Scream fan as well. Mm. Oh, oh god you'll love to hear it you know <laughs> does he have a, a favorite that's good does he have a, a favorite movie in the series do you know i don't know i bet it's scream if if it's the third one you might have to <laughs> mm, yeah. you have to get a counselor involved <laughs> i had it's an idea probably the it. first one he was very little when he saw the first one you know and i think it really <laughs> stuck with him he was probably like 10 or something when he saw Hell it yeah and yeah, I think it really, you know, it just really stuck with him. He really liked it. So I'm sure he's probably like, very partial to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that could be a gateway 
into horror movies because it's like sure there's like blood and, and people getting murdered and stuff but it's not like overly gory right. or whatever and I, I feel like a lot of the characters are charming enough that right. you know you can make your way through it uh Steve, has has your nephew christian seen any of the screen movies you know i think i asked him once but i can't remember right now specifically i don't think he's watched all of them but i think he's probably seen mm-hmm. the the newest one and maybe the original um i feel like for some mm-hmm. reason he had said he watched the newest one but um yeah i'd be really curious for that too that'd be one i would love to to show to someone if i could for the first time and kind of see it through mm-hmm. their eyes you know and see like are mm-hmm. we still friends or are you still my nephew <laughs> do i still claim you as a person um, well, your niece is like what two? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's it's about time, honestly. Yeah, pretty close. I was gonna say ten doesn't seem bad to me. I only waited till eleven just because it only came out when I was eleven, so right. I didn't have a choice. But I certainly <laughs> would have watched that yeah. at ten. Um, and I feel like I, to me, I know it is like bloody and murdering people and stuff and teenagers at that, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I see it as so tame. I don't even see it. I mean, I, I accept it as a horror movie for sure. But like in my head. It doesn't even like I would put that on at a like in, in the afternoon at a video store. I would put that on at a church and be like, this is fine, yeah. right? It's Scream. It's one of the yeah. best movies of the 90s. Yeah. Everybody not cool with this? I, 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 in my head, I wouldn't even think twice on it and then be like, oh, wait, I should think twice on this, you know? So mm-hmm. that's cool. It's like, me. sure, maybe Stu gets stabbed in the side. You know who else got stabbed in the side? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know the last thing Jesus said on the cross? You hit me with a phone, Dick. So same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Man, I love it. Um, all right, so I'm yeah, I'm glad to get your uh, your opinions on Wednesday. Uh, as uh, yeah, because we liked that, and I'm glad to hear you liked it as well. So do you guys want to mm-hmm. do a quick little round of mini topics? Uh, Rachel, did you want to? Sure. Do you have anything you've been watching or reading or whatever you wanted to mention real quick? Um, the only thing I really want to mention. So I watched um, RRR or how. Mm. I, I don't know, Oh yeah. Right, um, right, yeah, but because I'd heard good things about it, and you guys really liked it, and like, oh my god, I think it is like my new favorite movie. Yes, yes. hell yeah! Like, <laughs> you know, it's three hours long, so right. I watched it. The, originally, mm-hmm. I watched it in two sittings because I started it in the evening, and I did not have time to finish it. So I watched mm-hmm. like the last hour um, a different time. And then the day after I finished it, the next day I rewatched the whole thing. Like, oh, know, so awesome! I was like, That's I just awesome, have yeah. to see this again. You Hell know? yeah! Oh my god, it is the best movie. It is so good. It's crazy. It's so yeah. entertaining. But, oh, it I just is. Love it. I think Stephen, you had mentioned that you've got a, a an Indian friend mm-hmm. who's not me uh, that mentioned that uh they like rrr but it's not even like the best version of yeah like, that type of movie our buddy jay he was like you know honestly steven amongst the movies that we watch like if you liked that that's not even that great there were so many better ones and i was like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of i was wondering like i was right. like do i need to start checking out like more movies from india like is this my thing because yeah yeah they had one that uh just like a month or two back landed on disney plus and it's supposed to be like the start of some type of cinematic universe or whatever and i keep threatening to watch it but i'm in the middle of like eight different tv shows that i'm trying to finish <laughs> right, and a right. bunch of movies i'm trying to catch up on um but at a certain point I'm, I'm planning to start that i think that's also like three plus hours long so you know, it, it'll be an endeavor but yeah but, no, it, uh, yeah they were like yes we, we all like to keep this short <laughs> it's it's not even a big deal 
Well, Evan, my son who worked in the theater, he said that the Cinemark he worked at would screen a bunch of Bollywood movies, and he said they were typically like three hours long. It must be, yeah, like the, yeah. the kind of the main mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah. I have a list from Jay of, of other movies he said were really good, and I, I think when I looked them up, a few of them at least were by that same director, um, S.S. Rajamuli, mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think even just following the director of RRR would get you to a good place in other movies you know, like those. And then kind of branch out from there. But I would love to do, Britt and I, you know, do our, our Asian pop culture um, show. We've talked about doing a whole month this this year just because we have so much to, to catch up on stuff, so you do Ghibli stuff and whatever. And I almost mm. also want to do like a South Asian thing and be like, I want to watch a bunch of Indian movies. because Yeah, uh, yeah a bunch of Bollywood, right, Hollywood of, stuff. Right, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. this one was so good. And everybody, like, I'm so glad you liked it because mm-hmm. it's just so much fucking fun, man. Yeah. Did you listen to our episode before you like watch the movie? I did not. So okay, I need good. to go back and listen to the episode because I skipped it because I hadn't mm-hmm. seen the movie. It's four hours yes, long. Yes, that's... <laughs> <laughs> blow it out of the water, baby. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. That's right. I mean, there's a lot. I, I don't think we... And our friend Allison was on that episode, and I don't think... Like, I think we got to as much as we could given the time constraints that we had for for the episode. Yeah. It's like we were recording the episode minutes away from its release, essentially. Like it it took, (laughs) we just took way too much time to touch on everything, but yeah. But uh, yeah, it's so awesome. Did you know anything about the movie before you Mm. started watching it? Nothing. Or you're just going cold. Yeah. Perfect. That's the best way to do it. I just knew that people liked it. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just grabs hold. Like as someone who watched a three-hour-plus movie today, I can say they they don't all feel the same. And RRR was uh, a treat. Avatar yeah. wasn't a bad movie. Um, as I mm. mentioned at the end when I watched it with James, though, I was like, it was entertaining. It's just four weeks long. It felt <laughs> it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like RRR just blew past. And I was like, I need more. Like I I think I watched it twice in that that same week, maybe. Not right yeah. away, but I was like, I just need more of it. Yeah, it's a totally different feeling. It's so fucking entertaining. Those those two dudes, the main stars. Oh my god, what a what a bromance! I just love it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, they're great together. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Brent, what do you got today, man? Well, I wanted to mention a uh, a podcast that I just became aware of. Awesome. Um, our friend Tilly uh, Bridges. Mm-hmm has a podcast uh, Tilly is a trans woman she was on uh, one of the Matrix episodes mm-hmm. uh, it was supposed to come out like after Matrix <laughs> title everyone loves uh, but then I fell down went boom so we uh, pushed that back until later in the year but we had her on to discuss the trans allegories of the Matrix um, she just started uh, putting out a new podcast oh, cool. uh, her wife co-hosts it with her and they have a uh, I think their engineer is trans as well but they have like rotating guests on that come on and talk about trans issues it's called Tilly trans tuesdays and i think four episodes are out as of this episode's record but uh the episodes come out uh the same days as our episodes so stop listening to this maybe (laughs) listen to rachel's parts uh and scrub through everything Stephen and i say uh go listen to tilly's podcast because it's it's very good it's very entertaining it's educational and uh as someone who like wants to be as supportive and as wait as you can as supportive of an ally as I can be. Uh, it's educational, but not like, but like in a fun way, right. you know, it's, it's not like overbearing and all this stuff. She's very positive. And, um, she's just like, yeah, we're people, I just really stop murdering it. us. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real, real like basic <laughs> shit, right. you know, like so we can all get behind. Yeah, I would, think, I would think and hope. Think. So yeah, that's really cool though. Cause I, I'm not on Twitter yeah. anymore, but she used to have her trans Tuesday threads and I would read those mm-hmm. and, uh, and they were always fascinating. So I'm really glad. I think I, I follow her on Insta now, but I think I had, mm-hmm. uh, just barely seen that she might have announced that or whatever. So uh, I totally mm-hmm. forgot about it though. I'm not a big, not a big podcast guy myself, but um, I would <laughs> check that one out because I I miss reading those threads. You know, that's one of the ones by the Twitter hit that I got. You know, by leaving it. So, well, Stephen, we we were leading up to having her on the podcast. I know you were going through all those threads, so I thought you know you had that covered. Right. And you know how I feel about reading. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's for nerds and losers. And I was like, and also, I just had a head injury, mm-hmm. so I'm Doctor just gonna. Doesn't recommend reading. Yeah, he said, don't read Twitter threads. I'm like, oh, I want to be supportive, Doc, but uh, I guess I can't. So this is a, a nice way for me to uh, get her perspective on right. things uh, without having to, uh, what do you call it, read. That's <laughs> smart on her part, right? Yeah. There you go. And much, much appreciated on my end. So yeah, thank you for awesome. that. Uh, yeah. well, the thing that I wanted to mention today is, uh, I'm kind of glad I'm going last actually, because it is a Ryan Johnson movie and I watched it specifically in, uh, anticipation of watching Glass Onion. So I think last week I'd mentioned, uh, his first movie, his first feature film, Ryan Johnson's Brick, which he also wrote and it's a it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's also a murder mystery thing, but it's set in high school. It came out around the same time as Veronica Mars and that's when I had watched it. So um, I think I had kind of said last week, I, I might have like hinted that I had never seen this movie. I'd seen it one time when it came out, came out in like 2005. I probably watched it in six or seven. And um, I remember liking it at the time, but not loving it. And it was partially because of the people I watched it with. Uh, Amanda's parents were in town. I watched it with them. And it's just not a movie they would ever be into, I feel. But um, have mm-hmm. either of you ever seen Brick or heard of it before? Rachel? No, I did not know about it till you mentioned it on the last episode. I definitely mm. want to check it out, though. Right on. I would definitely recommend um, it, yeah. What about you, Rent? Is it streaming somewhere, or do you just it's, own the movie? I don't... Uh, maybe I did watch it on Plex. I can't remember right now. I can't remember, okay. yeah, if it was streaming somewhere or not. I might own it. After the last episode, I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch that as well, mm-hmm. but I didn't do that um and i was like oh maybe i should look to see if it's streaming just now and it's it's not but i feel like you can probably track it down Uh, for whatever reason on the just watch app it shows amazon two dollars 89 cents not 99 so save a a dime there through amazon (laughs) hey man jeff bezos man he's really got our back on this shit that's nice Um, of him but i will say that when i first signed up for netflix and by Netflix, I mean the disc in the mail version, receiving mm-hmm. a DVD in the mail. Nice. Brick is the very first movie I ever received no from Netflix. Yeah. So I watched it. I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was different than I thought. Right. I had heard there were some similarities to Veronica Mars. Right. So I was expecting that. And it's kind of got a different flavor. Exactly. It seems like it's old timey, more got a noir tinge to it. Like it's set in. I guess 2005 right. or so. Right. Like it's set in modern times, but there's a lot of language that is reflective of uh, old timey noir. But um, I, yeah, I, I dug it for what it was. Yeah, you're totally right. It's I, I think it's actually a disservice, and I even kind of did it here on accident uh, of com- not comparing it. You shouldn't compare it to Veronica Mars, but it's just kind of like they came out in the same era. I remember reading articles at the time, like, oh, it's like this new teenage noir mystery stuff is like out. But they are wildly different from each other. Uh, Veronica Mars is very much, 
it's noir, but it's modern language and stuff. This one is it's really interesting because they they talk like they're in like a 40s movie and they say mm-hmm. new they might make up even their own things like they say like bad brick and the pin and tug but the, the way they say it they say it like almost kind of like that uh what is that like atlantic coast it's like atlantic uh tv accent whatever that was like in the 40s and mm-hmm. 30s and 50s and stuff where it's like hey everybody uh tugs over here they almost say it like <laughs> that they say it more modern but their their words are like they are lifted from a script from then you know uh, That's funny because a lot of my internet searches involve the word tug, <laughs> but, but we don't have to get into that right now. We don't. We don't have to worry um, about that. But uh, but yeah, but yeah. What would you what you think of it? I was very uh, very happy to watch it now, especially after Knives mm-hmm. Out and Glass Onion. Um, I think it super stands up. I would highly recommend this to anybody that likes murder mysteries. It's it. You can totally mm-hmm. tell that it is a lower budget film. I think it was made for. It says four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a cheap movie. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, is always great so that's part of the reason i watched it at the time um and then he's always been in ryan johnson's movies since uh noah sagan mm. is in it noah sagan is the uh in glass ending he's the the high guy wow right so he's awesome. been with them since the beginning he also shows up in like every ryan johnson movie and he's yeah. awesome in this he has like a really emotional role i think and he was very good is he is noah sagan is he in the last jedi i don't know about Do that you know? one i know joseph Gordon levitt was uh, as like a I thought it was weird but... like the first time I watched Brick and yeah. I know it was I think it was probably 2006 when I watched Brick uh-huh. but I was like wow that's weird they cast the Yoda puppet in this movie but he was there you know wait which one now what what Brick you remember how the Yoda puppet was in Brick I don't remember that <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm we, murder, we just killed that bit we can move on we don't have to worry about it <sighs> I'm so sorry Brent um, he was in The Last right. Jedi though Stomaroni Stark. Stomaroni. That's his Stomaroni. name. Stomaroni. Stomaroni. He's a, you know, in Star Wars, there's always a pizza delivery guy. He was the one in that movie. Oh, yeah, of Stomaroni's course. That's right. Pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he was, he's great in this movie in Brick. Um, uh, Lucas Haas is in it. So he plays like a, like, like the kingpin of the neighborhood, but he's also like a teenager and stuff. Like this has like a good vibe to the whole thing, whatever. So I would really recommend it just for the, the mystery of it. It's uh, real quick. It's just a, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a girlfriend. She broke up with him. She kind of tries to reach out for him for help. And he's like, I, we're not together anymore. She ends up dead like the next day. And so he is trying to unravel like what happened to her. And, um, and then, you know, kind of unraveling all these, all these different mysteries. And it's, it's very much like glass onion and all those things I say, because it's very layered. It is the same way where it's not one mystery. It is like five mysteries and you're pulling on the threads. And as you untangle that, you kind of realize what's going on. So um uh, yeah it was really cool i was really glad to watch it specifically this week leading up to glass onions so yeah that's my brick talk he watched brick house <laughs> do you want to did you know i i i typed in brick mm-hmm. to add it to the list of things we discuss and did you know there's a brick emoji like how often does that come <laughs> up that was like emoji corp like we need a br- guys we have a load of construction for men and women and people. We have to have a brick emoji. Otherwise, they're not even going to know. Like, I can see a hard hat, you know, maybe a wheelbarrow, but like a brick. Do we need that? They have to like uh, agree on uh, those, too. And like they only put out so many. You're, yeah, that doesn't seem mm-hmm. like it would be that necessarily necessary. But there you go. Yeah, that's weird. Well, we've all learned something we've today. Learned so. something well, uh, right. do you want to go ahead and move into our main topic then? Let's go for Sound it. Sound good for everybody? Excellent. So yeah. I'm going to. 
I'm going to pull up the uh, cast list here for Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, which I'm going to read that right now. But I like this movie is just being called Glass Onion. That's how it says it on the mm-hmm. title card. I saw Ryan Johnson was not a fan of them calling it Knives Out mystery. Um, he's mm-hmm. like, I understand people need to be able to search it and find it and stuff. But also like Hollywood just wants to make everything serialized. And I'm fucking over it. So uh, Glass Onion, a new Benoit tale. I think is uh, <laughs> yeah. a better one. So uh, mm-hmm. again, this was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, I also noticed, by the way, we did Top Gun Maverick the other day. And then I think the day that aired, they announced Top Gun Maverick was one of the best picture nominees. So we're, uh, we're doing pretty well getting things out there, getting people to notice. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds like the LTAS influence is out there. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm Hollywood. saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying reward your boys. <laughs> Like we won't, no. um, but Ryan Johnson, this, this glass onion script was nominated for uh, best screenplay adapted, which confused me. I didn't know if people knew this adapted. It's an, it's an original story, but it is a sequel. All sequels and spinoffs and remakes are always going to be adapted according to the Academy. So really? even though this is a completely original script, he was, he's only nominated for that, which I thought was really interesting because it's based on characters. So it is adapted. Totally weird to me, but, uh, I thought it was really Good script, too. I want to read it, uh, hmm. but from what I watched of it, I really liked it as well. Um, go through some of the cast list because there's a bunch of people in here. Uh, we got Daniel Craig back as Benoit Blanc. Uh, mm-hmm. Edward Norton as Miles Braun, the billionaire and owner of the island that brings everybody together for the murder mystery party that sets everything in motion. Janelle Monet as Helen. And we should probably go ahead and say spoilers. Spoilers from this point forward. I'm reading yes. the Wikipedia and I was like, that already is a spoiler. She <laughs> is Andy and Helen Brand, twin sisters. Uh, Catherine Hahn is Claire DeBella. Lo- Leslie Odom Jr. as Lionel. Kate Hudson as Birdie. Dave Bautista as Duke. Jessica Henwick as Peg, Birdie's assistant. Uh, mm-hmm. Matrix uh, person. Love I, her. I, start, yes. I know. I was like, who's this chick? I like her. And I was like, mm-hmm. blue haired chick from the fucking new Matrix movie. And uh, so you watched Love and Monsters, right? Oh, yeah. She's the love interest in that. Yeah. God, she's, she's great. good. Man. She's an iron fist. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But well, yeah. <laughs> we, we know uh, Madeline Klein as Whiskey, Duke's girlfriend. Noah Sagan as Daryl, the slagger who lives on the island. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jackie Hoffman as Ma, Duke's mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dallas Roberts is Devin, uh, Claire's husband. So he was uh, great, man. I, I, oh, I was so excited too. when I saw him. He was in that show Insatiable that was on Netflix for two mm-hmm. seasons. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't have liked it, but I fucking love that show. Right. It's about like beauty pageant ah, tragedy shit. It, right. It's right, so right. <laughs> it's he like a dramedy, that, though. When he's I saw so them. fucking good. And when I saw him in this yeah. movie the first time, I was like, oh, man, I'm so pumped that he's in this. Because when I first watched this movie, I didn't watch a trailer for it. I, I just knew I was going to watch it. It and it was just around the corner of being released right. on Netflix anyway. I don't even remember seeing, like, studying a poster as to who was in it. I knew oh, cool. uh, uh, fucking Dave Batista was in it, um, uh, fucking Daniel Craig, and uh, I think somebody else. I don't even remember who, but I was like, I'll just watch this. So when I saw he was in it, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was going to be one of the main characters. He's not. He's just right. <laughs> he's there for, like, three minutes. There's a ton of cameos. I have a few written down I'll mention as we kind of go along. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then there's, like, little... He's not really a cameo. I don't think that guy's even that well-known, but I loved seeing him pop up. I was like, I know you from things. You're mm-hmm. funny. And uh, I've yeah. forgotten he was in Insatiable. Um, but yeah, he's he's good addition as well. Steven, I just had a, uh, a Google alert pop up. Um, says that... Uh, Evidently, 
had to be the one to inform you of this, uh, both of you, but uh, turns out that Benoit Blanc is officially impotent. <laughs> I guess it's safe to say that... You got a Google alert on that? Of course! I'm not a monster. I like all <laughs> movies. You have a Google alert for movies? Yeah, I like movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he... Dave Bautista has proven to be quite uh, a joy to watch in many things. He, uh, mm-hmm. Like many wrestlers turned actors, I, I always am just like, what? I don't want this. I don't know why you need to be an actor now. And then they proved me wrong. John Cena proved me wrong. The Rock proved me mm-hmm. wrong. And then Dave Bautista comes along and I'm like, God, this guy is so fucking charming. Mm-hmm. And he's great in everything. Uh, That's great. Yeah, I loved it. Anyway, back to my Google alert, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Very important that I get okay, this out. Okay, uh, Google alert says Benoit Blanc is impotent. Mm-hmm. Turns out Benoit is shooting Blancs. Anyway, uh, Glass Onion, named after the 1968 song by the Beatles. Uh, I don't remember ever hearing this song until yeah. I watched this movie. And, uh, you know, kind of like Knives Out. I, I'd never heard that that song before. Um, I like this one a lot, though. I'm not a, a big Radiohead fan, but uh, I, I like the Beatles uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to like the Beatles, right, right, and this right. is off the White album, from what I understand. Oh, and, is it really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a banger for as far as like Beatles songs goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I right. don't really remember this. From, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember this this song from before, and I can't actually listen to it. Like in my head right now, I can't hear it because it's not what I'm mm-hmm. really familiar with there of theirs. But uh, speaking of being familiar with properties, Rachel, mm-hmm. I was curious of your history with the first Knives Out movie. And then leading into this one, you're, uh, you, did you go to the theater or did you watch this at home and all that kind of stuff? So uh, what about Knives Out for you, starting off? So we, I think, rented Knives Out. Um, mm. So yeah, we didn't see it in theaters, but then I think we paid like the 20 bucks or whatever. Oh, right. When you can rent them like shortly after they leave theaters. Um which we do sometimes because again I have four people in my family, so it's worth it. It saves money for twenty that. bucks, yeah. yeah, and rent. So yeah, that was how we'd see knives out, and I loved it immediately. Oh, awesome! Um, and we've since bought it, um, so I've seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was really, really excited for Glass Onion. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I just okay. want more and more of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about this earlier today, uh, and she asked me which one I like better. And I was like, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, if I, I watch, like, <laughs> when I'm in the middle of watching one, I kind of miss the other one, but not in a bad way. That's a not good like way to say it. Yeah, yeah, because they're like different flavors of the same thing. You know, like the the first one is kind of dreary and cozy, whereas this one is bright and sunny. And it seems like when they're out in the sun, I just have that sense memory of being just like it's fucking hot. Like if somebody touches a, a outside surface, I'm like, I bet that like probably scalded their hand if they would have left it there any longer. You know, so it just. I don't know. I, I just like being around the characters, even mm-hmm. the characters that are annoying. They're just like written that way. You love to hate them, you know? Right. So I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just all in. I, I genuinely hope that like the third movie is whatever the third movie is. And we get a fourth movie that's just like it brings together a bunch of the characters from, oh, uh, you know, the, the 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 franchise or whatever. Some of the supporting characters or whatever. I hope uh, all stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, Noah. Uh, uh, Sagan? What's his name? Sagan. Yes. Sagan. Uh, Carl Sagan. I hope he's in it. Oh, I and hope uh, uh, he like his character has been revealed to be like a mastermind of disguise or some shit. And Ooh. I told my wife, 
because we're both fans of Veronica Mars, I thought, oh, it'd be great if Kristen Bell was in this. And she was oh. like, like a detective. And I said, no, wait, yeah, <laughs> yes. But like a rival detective, Ooh, uh, yeah. I guess Benoit or whatever. And I don't That's necessarily good. mean like in a, I don't need him to have a love interest, you know? Like, I feel like I know enough about Benoit Blanc that I don't need to know He's got a husband. about his love life. Yeah, you yeah. know now. Oh yeah, is that what is that what that is? I couldn't I, tell. Yeah, I assume it's a boyfriend or husband. Yeah, but you guys don't just have like an Englishman just like <laughs> baking cookies for you. That's weird. Texas is weird. <laughs> in Oklahoma, we all have an Englishman. Everybody has one. <laughs> but yeah, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel, what about your experience with this one? Did you rent this one as well? Or I guess just Netflix. I mean, yeah. So that. we watched it on. Netflix. Um, the first time, um, just Eric and I watched it. Then we rewatched it with our children. Right. And yeah, no, I, yeah, I easier on it. Netflix. Oh yeah, much less expensive. Do your Do your kids like these movies? They yeah. do. Yes. Question. They do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How old That's are good. they? Uh, nineteen and seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then yeah. Yeah. I would think. I mean, I don't know. Just younger kids. This feels like maybe a movie. You know, if they're like 10 or whatever, maybe they'd just be like bored more than anything. Right. But um, they wouldn't understand like why things are so good or even like understand the cameos. Like they probably don't know those people. But uh, even a little bit older, I think, yeah, people would seem to universally love these movies, which I love as well. Um, and I think that uh, uh, I was going to say something and then I totally forgot. So, Brent, um, uh, your history with this movie as well. Did you also watch this one on uh, Netflix first time? I sure did. Back to you, Stephen. I also watched the Sunday <laughs> Next question. <laughs> we check those off there. Uh, yes, we watch we, these. We uh, always do that, but yeah. then yeah, it's like we're all watching it. And that's the only way to do it. Really, it's like a theater yeah. for like a week, you know. But I like. I, I know um, some of our, our friends, like uh, our friend Hector. Uh, I believe he went out to the theater for like the week there it was available go. to to see this. Right. And, uh, you know, I understand the the reasoning behind that. Like if you've got a, a good theater crowd uh, during like its it. release, right. that's great. Uh, but for me, I'm just like, I'll just, you know, let's wait. Right. I'm not, you know, it'll be, it'll just show up like magic on my TV. <laughs> so it's great. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to worry yeah. about it. I, I watched this the, the weekend of release, I think. Um, and it was, uh, you know, I, I liked it. It was good. Well, you said it all, man. Uh, I also thought it was good. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, you had mentioned Brent. I liked how you said like it's almost uh, like you're you're thinking about the other one, but in a good way, you know, like you're you're mm -hmm. missing those people or whatever. Because um, that's a good way to put it. I feel like I like the first one probably more, but I don't really want to have them compete against each other. They're just different things, all with mm -hmm. Benoit. And and I I think as we get more and more of them, then I'll definitely feel like they all just are like. I like these characters. I like these stories or whatever. But that first movie just has a really good cozy feeling. This one has a really good beachy summer feeling. And so just like kind of different moods. But I love that it all just revolves around Benoit and all these different, you know, celebrities and stuff. But in a that can be like kind of stupid sometimes. Uh, but these are written so well. And I feel like people are like jumping at the bit, champing on the bit or whatever to to mm -hmm. get on the cast. You know, like people want to be a part of these and be in a ryan johnson movie so uh, mm -hmm. i love how many people he gets together with it but and there's a different vibe um and uh one little quick trivia thing that i read and it's on wikipedia which means it's absolutely true i heard that ryan johnson <laughs> toyed with the idea briefly of every new movie benoit blanc would have an inexplicable new accent 
<laughs> and I I love his accent so much, but I also fucking love that idea. <laughs> like if we didn't watch trailers for it, you know, and he just shows yeah. up and you're like, holy shit, he's different, you know. I think that would have been crazy. He's like, crikey. And you're like, whoa, he's crocodile dummy, you know, <laughs> crazy. I still love it. Whatever. Ben Walt's amazing. You know? So um, I have a, a few notes. Uh, I'm curious mm-hmm. if whatever you guys have. Uh, my first one was about the COVID setting. I was shocked that yeah. they actually included that at all. I think mm-hmm. for the most part, a lot of properties are just ignoring it. I think most people just want to get past it and not really think about it. But they did it in a, in a good way with this. And uh, apparently that was one of the reasons Ryan Johnson wrote this version. Like wrote he wrote like a Greece island, a Greek island getaway movies because that's what everybody wanted to do was get away and couldn't. And um the whole like idea of like really rich fucking people having this like uh, throat shooting inoculation gun mm-hmm. yeah. uh, right away during COVID is is mm-hmm. kind of like silly, but also like they probably have that shit. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it ended up being great. Like then they were sans masks, and it worked out really well. So I was really shocked though. Did you guys know it was gonna have COVID in it at all, or did you did you like that? I guess or anything. I, I didn't know it was going to have COVID. I didn't know it was going to have Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it had turned out it had both. Right. Uh, yeah. And he, he, he solved one of those evidently. <laughs> right. So uh, I thought that was a, a nice surprise. But like uh, I, I was surprised initially when they had the, uh, the, the COVID thing. Um, Catherine Hans at the beginning and a delivery driver comes up, has her signed for a package. She like covers her, her oh, face right. like she's fucking Darkwing Duck uh, and signs <laughs> for the package. Um and I was like, oh, are we going to just do like a, a COVID? Like, are you going to see everyone separated constantly? Or what? Right. You know, there's it's hard to fault productions during COVID times where that's the case. There was a lot of like medical shows where they just had people wearing masks all the time anyway. Mm. There was a sitcom called Superstore I was a really big fan of. And the sixth and final season, or maybe it was the fifth one, uh, they all wore masks because of like in the show it happened during covid you can okay. see everyone all the actors were standing you know social distancing all this stuff so it was obvious there not so much with this they really acknowledge it up front and then they're like yeah i don't even worry about it mm-hmm. you're you're rich you're fine don't <laughs> <Right>. even yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna shoot this pez dust in the back of your throat <laughs> and you get through this shit and then you're you don't even worry about it dude i loved it and i thought um like birdie is so great in it like when they're oh, all oh on God. that call together and mm-hmm. like, are you going oh to party? And she's like, they're all in my pod. <laughs> and it's like, okay, there are 50 people in your house. No, it's totally fine. And then when she shows up and everyone's masked up and she's wearing that fucking like mask with yes. holes all in it, just this. It's like a mask. Ma- gold mesh. Yes. And later at the pool, she's like, oh, that mask is on. I can finally breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it served a good purpose. Uh, I was one of my notes too is just the cast and their their intros solving that puzzle box and stuff, which I also want to talk about. But their intros, like he's he's a master at showing a lot of quick snips of people and being like, "Whoa, you understand that person kind of right away." And uh, her birdies is one of the best. Like you totally understand. Like oh, she's one of those fucking people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, if your house was afraid to get COVID and you just put lattice on it. They're just like, right. be fine. Just, okay. just breathe through this. Don't even worry about it. Science. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Kate Hudson, uh, or at mm. least I didn't think I was until mm-hmm. like because of this movie. 
I was like, oh, man, she is so good. She's oh, so much her. fun in this. And then I was like, oh, yeah, she does those, like, Fabletics commercials. I kind of, okay. <laughs> she okay. does what? She's, the Fabletics ones? Steven, do you this. not know about this? No, oh, I don't God. know commercials. Uh, there, Google Tug. Set up a okay. Google <laughs> alert for the word Tug. And Plus then uh, Fabletics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll, she, you'll get to where you need to go if you catch my drift. She looked good in this movie. Uh, she really did. Uh, yeah. I, I've always uh, liked her, but... Um, yeah, and I think maybe it's daughter. just like the the types a nepo baby. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I I feel like the types of movies she was in back in the day just oh, didn't right. appeal to me, and I sure, think sure. that's what it was. Um, I remember liking her in uh, is it almost famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. she's great. Then. Yeah. And then it was like a a whole slew of romantic comedies after that that I just couldn't get right. into. But I, maybe I need to rewatch some of those uh, because uh, <laughs> I thought she was great in in some of the shit. I like some of them, but yeah, if you're not into it, you're not into it, but she's, she's mm-hmm. good in that role in the same way that like Matthew McConaughey, I feel is a good actor, but he's also like a good cheesy rom-com actor. And he mm-hmm. did those for a spell with her, you know, a few mm-hmm. of them. And, um, they have a movie called fool's gold that I've wondered about again. I haven't seen it <laughs> since it came out, but it's, it showed up mm-hmm. on like HBO lately. And I'm like, should I try this again? I remember being mm-hmm. like a cheap knockoff of a bunch of other shit that I did like at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're charming as fuck, but, uh, and both very attractive to look at, but, uh, yeah, not, not everything mm-hmm. is for everybody. So I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't like so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so what about that puzzle box? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was really fun opening yes. scene. And, uh, the puzzle mm-hmm. box itself I thought was super fun. Uh, all the different designs and stuff. Yeah. I mm-hmm. loved Duke's mom. Oh my God. Mom. <laughs> yeah. I, I I recognize her from something. I can't quite put my finger on. She's I've not in a, put the effort into looking up. Oh, the Steve Martin murder mystery fucking. That's what it is. Right? Only she's murders the, in the building. Yeah, she's one of the people mm-hmm. in the building. She's like a one of those other people, too, that just shows up sometimes. Is she like, only oh. murders? Uh-oh. <laughs> she, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like there's a few cameos in this that are, I wonder if they brought her in specifically because she's on a murder mystery show. Um, oh, that's, yeah. that was my idea. Like later on in the, um, the zoom, the bathtub zoom call where they're playing among us, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there, which on its face <laughs> yeah. might seem weird, but he was a writer for Veronica Mars and did some of the best yeah. episodes of that show. So in my head, yeah. that's why he's invited amongst that crew. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also includes, he wrote a, uh, he wrote like a short story for, uh, Marvel. It was a Jessica uh-oh. Jones uh, comic or right whatever. On. So I was like, oh, he likes mysteries. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Could have just been um, basketball. I don't know why he's there, but it's fun. <laughs> you know? My yeah, favorite like, detective uh, yeah, is in that mm-hmm. scene. Oh, Who is that? Uh, Jessica Fletcher. Oh, Angela yes. Lansbury. Yeah, it was oh her last movie. Her I last just read role. that right before. Yeah, right before we recorded. That's crazy. Uh, Steven Sondheim was the the other guy. I didn't know who that really was, especially by his face. Uh, he also passed away before this movie was released. So, God damn. Ryan Johnson. Someone <laughs> needs to track his ass down. Mm, I I know what the next Benoit mystery is going to be. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out. It's going to be like a fucking <laughs> Ryan Johnson's new nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Benoit's going to come out and solve the crime of why he's killing people on his cameos. <laughs> Benoit Blanc is going to meet Daniel Craig. It's going to be the same scene together. James Bond's going to fucking show up, but it's James Brosnan. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, And then uh, Natasha Leon. Leon? Right. Leon? Yeah. Leon, Leon, the professional. uh, She's in this. 
Uh, I thought that was interesting because she's uh-huh. in Ryan Johnson's new Peacock show, which is also yeah. a murder mystery show called Poker Face. Uh, I think Lady Gaga uh, wrote it. And uh, I don't think they're connected, though, because they do acknowledge her as Natasha mm, okay, instead yeah. of her character's name. I don't know. Maybe her character's name is that as well. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I was yeah, wondering if you same. guys had seen it. I've been wanting to check out Poker Face. But uh, Rachel, have you checked that one out or have you heard no, about it? No, I really want to. But I'm right. watching two shows right now. And that's really about the max for me at a time, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been putting off starting a lot of things because I don't want to get bogged down in another show again. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of out of that. And it's like, I don't want so much entertainment in my life. Ugh. But uh, <laughs> there's something about that where you're like, you got to pick and choose. And I'm not sure. Uh, I imagine Poker Face is probably like a newer show, like not too many episodes. Yeah, I think there's done. like five as of this episode's oh, okay. uh, recording. Um, it looks like Natasha plays a character named Charlie Kale. Mm-hmm. Charlie Kale. With two C's, just how I like the word thick. (laughs) Back to you. Um, All right. Yeah, that's my first of my notes. I also have the Ethan Hawke cameo um, that Brent Mm. mentioned earlier because I love Ethan Hawke. He's one of my favorite actors. And my my only disappointment with that is, does that mean Ethan Hawke can't be a major character in a future Benoit Blanc mystery? I hope he can because i love him but uh otherwise that was fun i mean to me in my head canon because we don't know the character's full name i feel like uh noah mm. sagan sagan why is it so hard for me to remember <laughs> i have terrible memory. uh noah sagan it's uh, i to me he's the same character from knives out but right. he's just like you know he's just like just fell on hard times you know he's taking a break to to, uh, to get away a little bit right. yeah yeah so uh, also like I believe this movie is PG, meaning oh, they yeah. get one one fuck word in it, and it's at the very end where his character Daryl is like fucking a as we're watching <laughs> the the glass onion explode. You know, I love looking okay. out for the fucks in those movies, though. Yeah, oh, it's the best, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. He's great though too, and I I love thinking that he is the same character. I think that's the best way to do it, and I hope he yeah. shows up in every movie. And like this one feels like oh he's stoned all the time, so he like doesn't remember Benoit. That's how I imagine it in my head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know because he's like he just spent time with him but mm-hmm. uh i do wonder about that yeah he's great yeah uh going back to your thing about the the puzzle box i thought that was so interesting i was just like immediately engrossed and i mm-hmm. love like puzzle shit that's how my brain works i'm i can't solve puzzles but i'm like <laughs> i like to do that that seems like i would <laughs> be fine be to cool. do yeah yeah <laughs> I've never kinged myself in checkers, you know. I've never, you know. But you know, one day, one day, you're looking forward. Uh, I'm, I'm studying real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought that was really cool, and it was so interesting to see all these different characters. Like, oh, okay, so they know them, and like getting to know all the characters, knowing each other. And then solving the the puzzle and then like uh, fucking Dave Batista's mom in the background, just like solving the puzzle for him. <laughs> just like not she's like yards away from the puzzle right. box at this point. But she's like, it's a compass or whatever. Yeah. Also, it's it's hilarious to me that a woman of her stature shit out Dave Batista. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> this giant man. <laughs> it's so funny to me. But um <laughs> Uh, and, and then like you saw the puzzle and all this stuff and then it like cuts to Janelle Monet's character oh, and she just so like good. goes at it with a hammer and you know the first time I watched this movie and honestly like the second time it didn't even click with me that her hairstyle is so radically different 
mm. each time. I just like recognized her as Janelle Monet, you know? Right, right. Um, it threw me. And uh, yeah, like she she's got the hair of Helen the first time, mm-hmm. and then she has fucking Andy's hair the next time. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, it. Rewatching these movies, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pick up on so many clues, and I'm just, I just get so wrapped up in it. Where I'm like, oh, I forgot to even fucking look for this thing, you know? They're just so entertaining. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can pick up here and there, but that's why, like, I've watched Knives Out so many times over the years, and then this one too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I hope, and it felt kind of already like I, I had had a history with it, even though I'd only seen it one time before this. So that was, was that everybody's experience? Had anybody seen it more than once before this? Like watching it for the podcast. Rachel, had you seen it? Uh, no, I've just seen it twice. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So Same. the first time, it's any kind of murder mystery. The first time you see it, it's like a, a one. It's one way to view it, and you're never gonna get that again. And I'm so glad how this movie played out over time. It it also didn't feel as, uh, it felt as layered as Knives Out, but not as it didn't feel as good once I had the mysteries laid out. But it was funnier, I guess, because they're at a murder mystery party. And it's not like after someone already died and you were there for like a wake and stuff like Knives Out just has a whole different feeling to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But like everything how it sets up in this one is just play it out a little, little funnier, maybe or a little uh, Benoit's so fast with everything, you know, mm-hmm. that it's it's kind of interesting watching these and you you can never really unravel them again. There's so many mysteries layered over top of each other. And yeah. then you have to unwind those like <laughs> like Andy or Helen. And I had no clue. I didn't I even this time I didn't think about her hair um Mm -hmm. and then it's so funny to think of her just being like fuck this game i'm not playing it and then realize later like oh that's a different character it's a different person i didn't even meet yet Mm -hmm. doing that of course she wasn't gonna play this fucking game it's her sister her sister just died you know and whatever yeah um they just he plays with your mind a lot in such good ways that are so rewarding as you know you beat multiple times you know the the weekend that this movie came out uh i didn't watch it like that friday and i think it may have been like that following saturday night but i was out shopping with my wife and as she was like uh, trying on clothes or whatever i was looking at twitter and i saw like knives or i'm sorry uh, glass onion was trending and i thought dare i so mm-hmm. i i decided to look and i was like if i see anything that's even remotely spoiler right uh, I'm, I'm just gonna like close out of it but uh, i didn't see any like spoilers there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people out there saying, uh, really like being protective of like the mystery of it, which I appreciate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see several tweets fucking roasting Ben Shapiro's ass because he said that he didn't like, for people who don't know, Ben uh, Shapiro is a conservative like pundit here in the United States, and uh, he, he fucking sucks. He's an idiot. All right, yeah all around douchebag uh he's his poor fucking wife dude like <laughs> he's like women can't orgasm like well yours can't evidently uh or at least not while you're around so um like and look i gotta i got a quick aside about a year ago i was at work and you know i was being fucking hilarious you know mm-hmm. and like we had uh, borrowed somebody uh, from one location over two hours to help us out because we had somebody out and uh i i said something funny and uh the the lady that was there helping us out said oh you remind me of ben shapiro oh, I said, what? <laughs> like i couldn't i couldn't even like temper myself you know like <laughs> I screeched in terror. And she's like, shit a poop out. You were like, I can't accept this. My body's like, rejecting you everything. Ruined my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she said under her breath, she turned around. She's like, 
I like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I can't jive with it. Anyway, so, uh, but anyway, he oh, was, God. I guess, incensed about Glass Onion. He was perplexed that he he couldn't predict the ending of it or something like that. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. realize there would be a twist in a murder mystery movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, some basic shit. And, like, almost all, the whole of, of Twitter was just getting, like, sh- like shitting all over him. It was it was so funny. Like, I was laughing. I didn't even know the content, like, the full right. context of it. I was just like, I just don't like this guy. Shit all over him. Please right. do, you know? Please do do. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he wouldn't know anyway. So, well, I mean, things. kind of uh, speaking of his whole thing, there's a quote that Benoit has in this. Uh, he's talking to Birdie, um, Kate Hudson's character. He says, it's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought as speaking the truth. Oh. Don't you think? And I thought, oh, my God, what a killer fucking line. <laughs> right. That that just says so much with so little. I That's love the it. kind of writing that I fucking love from this. Yeah, you can take that in real mm-hmm. life. And then yeah. say it to Ben Shapiro, and he'll be like, "What are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what the yeah. words are." And you're like, "Exactly." <laughs> I loved uh, Birdie's response to that too, because she's was like, that? "She was like, are you saying I'm dangerous?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh god, she's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just right over. Uh, Britt had mentioned earlier about you kind of love to hate these people. Uh, I mm-hmm. noticed it more in Glass Onion. I was curious for you guys, but with all the different types of characters, which are so detailed, and it feels like either people that you've met in real life or people you've encountered online or, you know, celebrity people or whatever you've heard about kind of thing. But I, the first movie is also filled with a lot of jackasses, but I felt it more in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Ben Blanc, and this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, all the, I don't know, maybe it was also because it was post-COVID, uh, and I was already in like a, a mood where people kind of suck or whatever, and all these people, though, are almost like the people from Knives Out, like to the 10th degree. They're like, they're so much worse to me. They're so much more annoying. And then as, as, I, as I watched it play out, and you kind of see people get their comeuppance, or you see people like, get talked to that way by Benoit Blanc. And you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I would want to say to someone that is like mm-hmm. Kate Hudson's character in this. That's like Birdie. And mm-hmm. uh, then you get some good, some good moments like that. But did you guys think that going into this, like what, are the movies similar to you? And like, it's just kind of a bunch of douchebags or did, did one or the other feel worse to you as characterizations? What do you think about Rachel? I think the people in this one do feel worse. Yeah, like when you're watching Knives Out, they are all asses and you don't really like any of them other than, you know, Marta, I guess. But um, Mm. watching this one, like, I think, well, I guess probably as you find out what they did to Andy. Oh, right. You know, Mm. then you're like, oh, no, these people are all real shit. But, yeah it's like they yeah. were annoying before but right. they like betrayed their friend yeah yeah Pretty so wild. yeah they do feel worse what about you brent uh yeah <laughs> Man, ask <and> well, answer. <laughs> <laughs> like uh i i want to like them because they they seem like um maybe overall they're like good or decent people and they they got themselves into a situation where they're they have to like suck this guy's tits right uh 
and but which is in the Bible. No, <laughs> no one at me. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Jesus says it to Judas. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Brent does not read. So no, no. He heard this all on audio tape from a, a bargain basement thing he found one year. So. When I was little, someone said, you got to read this book. It starts off with Adam. I'm like, okay. And they're like, and then there's Eve. I'm like, wait, hold up. Wait, what'd she do? And then there's death. And you're like, okay. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there's and then a snake. Blood, I was like, like, wait. <laughs> How many likes that snake got? None? Oh. <laughs> That's the wrong amount. Um, yeah. So uh, I lost my train of thought. But, you know, yeah, basically, no what uh, same thing Rachel said. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's like it. when you sign a, uh, you're at work and they pass around a birthday card and people write a lot of like nice things and then you just like tack your name and just like right. and Brent onto someone else's like thoughtful thing, different color ink and all that shit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You scratch yeah. out someone else's name and write yours. That's a good thought. Let's see yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. You know, and again, condolences to the death of everyone you know, but uh, you know, I just, I, I wrote this, so. I said uh, I said this to to Lauren. I told her to write that. I, I told her it's fine. So she stole it. So anyway, <laughs> Lauren yeah. should be fired. Anyway, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my other favorite quote was in the scene just before the uh, the uh, speaking without thought, which is uh, when they're all like talking, like sitting out on the patio, and uh, Miles is trying to explain to Benoit what being a disruptor is, and I'm just like. Uh-huh. Oh my god! I just like hate the idea of it so bad. Right. Like to call yourself a disruptor is so fucking next level cringeworthy <laughs> that I, I it, yeah. it's just like even though I know that Ryan Johnson is like making fun of these people, it's just like oh, it just makes me feel some kind of way. But um, I love when Andy in sh- this movie though. Yeah, you're absolutely. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, he, Prince Adam's cat isn't as cringy as these people. <laughs> That's a reference to a cringer who becomes battle cat and masters of the universe. It's, there's so many Motu fans that are just like, oh, he did it. You went there. From I earlier, I was like, there. don't stop him. Just go along with it. <laughs> just don't no matter what he's saying. Can't stop, won't stop. Just, just let him do his thing. Um, but when Andy confronts Man. Miles and she says something, uh, she like goes on to roast him a little bit, and she says, Miles Braun's golden titties. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, covers himself yeah. up. You oh, know, I covers love up that. His, yeah. yeah. I like all the little, like, micro things. It, I, I wonder what it is to, like, be on set with Ryan Johnson, because it seems like he's got a lot of little things planned. Mm-hmm. I, I, it seems like he works, especially with Knives Out and, and, and the way some of those things are staged, that he works a lot with his directors of photography and, and I imagine his actors as well to have like certain actions done in such a specific oh, yeah. way that whenever you rewatch it, it, you know, it, it, it tracks and you can kind of see those little things. Like the first time I watched this movie where uh, Miles goes back to the couch and uh, sits down and I, I remember seeing him like hand his glass to Dave mm. Batista, but then like the fucking movie got me because like when they replayed the scene later on and it shows him sitting down his glass and then like they refilmed it, you know, to make right. it seem like what he said happened, happened. And then when I rewatched it this time, I was like, I, he handed it I to him. It. Yeah. I, I saw it. I still didn't get it, but okay. 
It's funny, um, it's on screen, but it's misdirection and you're like not paying attention or you get involved in the story and you kind of lose It's the such like a quick action right. and you have other, you know, you have people talking and it's, it's kind of like in the background or whatever. So um, I don't yeah. know, man. I just like, I just think these movies are so well put together. Yeah. It's so like iron. Meticulous. Ironclad and, and bulletproof. Yeah. I'm just, it's very impressive. I had watched one of those. They have them online. I'm not sure who puts them on, like Vanity Fair or, or some magazine or whatever. They they mm-hmm. do these things with directors and actors now on YouTube that are like anatomy of a scene, and they'll they'll mm-hmm. have like a giant board they can like draw on it and stuff, and then put that up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So he does the scene where they all show up on the dock together, like that one we were talking about the uh, Birdie's like mesh mask, you know. And he he shows and it's literally like it's crazy the amount of effort they put into blocking the scene where everybody's going to stand and everything. And he talks about like he's like he shot it from like Benoit's perspective. He's at the end of the dock. So he put him there specifically so that he would be watching everybody. And when you look at it, he's like, now, look, the, the dock goes back to the beach and it goes down to like one focal point, you know, because of perspective. And so I'm forcing you to look down that. And then like the mm-hmm. car brings Birdie up and the car parks to on the screen left to show you to look to the center birdie comes up and like spreads her arms she's in the center her her assistant gets out specifically on the right of her screen right so that you can see her in frame and then he brings it like pans back and then like two shoulders show up on the either side so you're always like pointed in the center towards birdie and like every bit of that was meticulously planned to make you look right at a specific part he wanted to look at and i was like Mm-hmm. It's so masterful that it looks simple when you watch it. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's mm-hmm. much to it. And then you're like, he can literally break down like everything in it though. And be like, oh, we did everything mm-hmm. for a reason. It's fascinating. Yeah. I love when Dave Batista and uh, uh, his girlfriend whiskey show up on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, He's like this big, like macho dude or whatever, but he shows up in these like pink pants. I'm like, God, I want those pants, man. Those he pants can, are fucking he can work fresh it. to death, as the kids would say <laughs> several decades ago. Um, but I, I like when uh, he shows up in he's the type of character that I would fucking hate to be around in real life. Right. But I just love to hate him in this movie. And then like when he dies, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks because I I like hating him. Yeah. I was sad and that I, he was I, the one that died. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave Batista is such like a, a charming actor. And I've read interviews uh, like with him where he's talked about how he doesn't want to be like he appreciates being cast as Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and that like put him on a higher pedestal uh, to be in other things. But he doesn't want to be like typecast as that only like he doesn't want to do just comedic roles or whatever. He wants to be like an actual actor he's he wants to work on his craft but i hope he doesn't like ever veer too far away from like doing comedic-esque roles because he's so fucking good at it yeah he's one of my uh my favorite parts of this and then when he was the one that first died i was like but i like him a Mm -hmm. lot even though he's like (laughs) shitty like the first time you see him and he's he's like jimmy kimmel i don't i don't dislike boobs i love boobs boobs gives us milk and you're like what is happening this is exactly yeah. the kind of fucking guy I do not like out in the world. Uh, Man, but he's man's so good rights at it, you know? activist. You're right. Yes, it's so fucking crazy. Uh, when, when he's swimming in the pool and he gets out and he's got a gun in his Speedo and then he fires it. I'm like, I don't think a gun could still fire after being like waterlogged. But I'm not like, a gun I was guy. like, I mean, it's kind of 
funny, you know, that right. it would. It's so I don't know. Big. I, I just like the whole thing. He's got a big package. <laughs> he gets out of there. I, I'm glad you mentioned that too, though, because I, we had mentioned Birdie looking great in that that scene. He looks great as well. I mean, he's just such a, mm-hmm. a beefcake. Uh, but he comes out with that fucking thing. But man, stealing the show swimsuit wise, Benoit. Yeah. He's got like. <laughs> yeah. That old school oh, yeah. suit on, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's one of those things that I'm like, I could never pull it off, but God damn it, does he look good in it, you know? It's like he and Harry Styles are the only mm. men that are currently like pulling off the high-waisted look, you right. know? Like, I don't know if I'm brave enough for that, yeah, but, right. these billowy-ass <laughs> pants or whatever. But yeah, when he put on that like... <laughs> It looked like he was going to go get in a, a bathtub in 1938 New York or some shit like that. You know, he had a scarf around his neck. He, that's the other thing. It's like he almost constantly has on some type of neck attire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a uh, the, the scene where um, uh, when was it? It was like uh, an hour and 10 minutes into the movie is when we finally it's like halfway through the movie is when we get introduced to the twist of the whole thing, which is the twin twist where Helen goes to visit Benoit and his assigned English butler uh, that we all have, <laughs> right, maybe right. not in Texas, but um, he's like in the bathtub at the beginning of the movie. And then you hear a voice call to him. It's like, oh, you've got somebody here or whatever. And so he like goes to meet with her on his like outdoor patio and this like high rise. Mm-hmm. And uh He's like got a smoking jacket on, but also a full button down collared shirt, like dress shirt, and then a <laughs> like a double Windsor knotted tie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is how he relaxes, right. you know? This is like, <laughs> oh, somebody's here. Oh, just give me a quick 38 minute or so to get dressed to be presentable. Um, Cuts out I, to the patio I, and she's just that. waiting out there waiting. And he's just like blow drying his hair. And like, there's <laughs> yeah. a whole montage for him. Hugh Grant is like baking cookies and shit. Right. He doesn't offer to like help her set it down. She's like holding that broken ass puzzle box the whole time, you know? He's like, I have a sour right. starter. I do not have time for this. <laughs> I, um, I love like yeah. Benoit's like just absolute balls to show up and mm. be like, oh, I got a box. Right. Like mm. that amazes me that he I don't know that anyone could do that. Like that confidence that he yeah. just showed there. The whole plan is crazy. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. so Benoit, yeah. And as it gets like revealed and stuff, and you realize like I, I was along for the ride at the beginning and it everything fools me with these. If as long as it's entertaining, mm-hmm. like I'm not really trying to guess it. I know I'm not gonna guess these. They're too yeah. intricate, but um little pieces of it I can't even guess or I don't I don't want to, and then uh, I thought, yeah, this is exactly what Miles, a billionaire douche bro, would would do. He would invite the world's biggest detective out to his murder mystery party, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, it really wasn't that at all. And like, there's way more to the story. And he was like involved from the beginning. And it's crazy. Well, look, like when I first heard about Knives Out, I knew it was a murder mystery. And then I went to go see the movie and thought I see like spoilers for Knives Out for people who haven't seen it. But I don't know why you're listening to this. OK, <laughs> uh, but uh, it. When you see Knives Out, you see the old man cut his own throat. So you're like, what mystery are we here to solve? And then it's the same thing for Glass Onion, because it seems like a a couple of times it changes to where you're like, what are we trying to focus on? Like, what is what's the the mystery mystery? to be solved now? (laughs) Like, what what do we have going on? Um, And I fucking love that that dinner scene where. 
uh, Miles is laying out his grand schemes. Like this murder mystery <laughs> will take place and it will take all weekend long. And then like, he's like, <laughs> fucking uh, Ben Wallace like oh is this has it begun he's like yes it's begun and like before he finished the sentence he's like oh yeah Birdie did it and then he like starts laying out the plan and all this shit it's like oh okay and, and he did it yeah nothing's even happened yet like he hasn't even right. fake died yet when like, when that fucking arrow goes yeah. off and it pops out of a shirt and like the blood starts squirting out and Ed Norton's the look on his face of disappointment yeah so fucking funny oh my god and like so one thing like speaking of his face one thing I noticed in the re-watching it when you watch it the first time and Andy shows up and it does this like close-up on Edward Norton's face and he's like mm. teary and like looks super emotional and so you like, and at that point, you don't know why you don't know what they've right. done to Andy. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're just like, oh, he really didn't expect to see her. But then when mm-hmm. you're rewatching it and you see that face and you're like, shit, no, it's because he knows he murdered her. Right. Like, and here she and like his face, though, is just so good. Like he, Edward Norton is just a master of using his face. <laughs> yeah, he's really you know, good. I, one time he turned her to the Hulk. It was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, but just one that. time. Just one time. <laughs> that uh, was enough. But <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> we all decided. Cool. Uh, but I, you know, it wasn't until like uh, about the time that they go through the twin twist that on my second viewing where it's like, ah, fuck, I forgot to, to watch his reaction to to that. So I, that's, you know, another thing I'll have to right. look up for on, on subsequent rewatches. Um, I... <laughs> After that whole murder mystery like party and that gets ruined, he walks back upstairs and then Benoit is behind him. And, he, you know, at the beginning of the movie, Benoit had because of COVID had been like edging for so long to solve a mystery. And then he finally does. It. He's walking upstairs. He's all elated. He's like, oh, I fucking solved this shit. I can't believe it. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. And then um, Miles is, you know, uh, he's just like bummed out and dejected. And he throws an iPad at him. Yeah. Right. And I was like, the first time I watched this, I was very cognizant of watching who has Apple technology because that was the first time I learned about this thing. We talked about on the last episode. Mm -hmm. Nobody uh, who's a villain can be seen using Apple, like an iPhone or Apple technology or whatever. So I noticed that this time and I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, so they let Ed Norton use technology like Apple stuff. So I guess it's not him. But then on the rewatch, I was like, well, I don't see him hold the iPad and toss it to Blanc. Mm. I see it get tossed to Blanc by Ed Norton off screen. So I'm like, is that how they get get around some of this shit? The screen is never on. You never see Ed Norton use it. Mm -hmm. He's not on the toilet with it or anything, you know, or in the bathtub. That's, you know, that's my only note. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing I agree with Ben Shapiro about. It's like there's not enough toilet time in these movies. Like when you when you have somebody on their phone all the time, they're going to be pooping. It's the only time Ben Shapiro gets any kind of wet, so. (laughs) (laughs) The splash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention also last week I had brought up that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in every movie and in this one, in every Ryan Johnson movie. Not every movie. That'd be awesome, but he's not. Uh, (laughs) But I paid attention to to it this time, and uh, I knew he does the, the voice cameo of the dong... That plays mm-hmm. throughout the island. Uh, did either of you notice that this time? That it was a, a voice instead of just a, a random noise for one, but that it was JGL? No, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I heard you I, say that like on last week's right. episode, but no, I would have never thought that. 
I I listened for it. Like I because you said that, I knew mm-hmm. that on this rewatch. But it do, it just sounds like it could be any person. Say it could have been right. fucking Angela Lansbury saying "darling" with a, a filter on her voice. I I don't know, but um, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn off the Jogo live for me. I feel like I could, I could barely hear it. I would have never have guessed it. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure that I would have guessed it was a real voice in any certain you know terms. It just sounds like a computerized whatever you know uh, mm-hmm. alert or whatever. But I, I feel like once I knew and I listened to it a few times throughout the movie, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I can totally kind of hear Joseph Gordon Levitt behind that. So, like honestly, they could have lured. Jogo Lev, I call him Jogo Lev, into a recording booth, and they could have just had him talking for a while until they like got what they wanted from him. Right. Maybe they were like trying to learn his voice, like AI mm-hmm. James Earl Jones or something for later use or whatever. They got to trick this boy, you know. He's he he's too busy. Um. So they could have just had him talk for a long time, and then when uh, when the engineer said Jogo Lev. I call you Joe Golev. Uh If <laughs> if you could not be kicked in one place, what would it be? And he was like, I don't know. I guess my dong. Like we got it. We got it. We you got it. We finally we tricked him. <laughs> we got him. Complete this Only sentence. eleven hours later. <laughs> Complete this sentence for us, Joe Golev. Ding. Dove. Oh, gotta keep going. Gotta keep him going. Yeah. Gotta figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That was the first attempt. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Joko Lev, uh, you remember uh, when you were on uh, or in that movie Premium Rush? He was like, yeah, there's a real pain in my dong. I was like, oh, got yeah. it. Got another one. Got, got, to- <laughs> got another one. Just keep it going. Um, my only other note for, for me was uh, the music once again I loved, and it was uh, returning. Um, I'm trying to look for it. His, his, also, his name is also a Johnson. He is Ryan Johnson's cousin. But uh, he came back. We had found that out last week for Knives Out that he has been doing music for him for like I think since Brick as well. And uh, I really mm-hmm. like his styles. I it's not like I I know Brent has mentioned in the past he doesn't really pick up on scores or didn't before I talked about them as much. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of modern movies they they kind of blend together sometimes. They just sound like whatever. But uh, I just think that they just fit these movies so well. I think. Uh, I don't watch a ton of murder mystery stuff like this necessarily, but there's a coziness to the first one. There's a, uh, familiarity with this one and, and just like good themes that just help. I don't know. It makes it feel epic and cool and, and grand. This one has a little more like twinkliness to it for, a look at this Island and all this glamor and all this, this huge shit, mm-hmm. even though it's all like kind of stupid, like, um, it's, it's a nice accompaniment to it, but, uh, you know. I don't know. I like I like that. So I'm glad that he got to come back for that as well. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, speaking of stupid, uh, by the time they get to the end of the movie and they, they start solving things, I love that Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc is explaining this and he's talking about a very stupid murder. And he's just like, it's, it's way more stupid than you thought it could ever be. It's just dumb. And he just goes on and on about it. <laughs> just like, yeah. And then like, like, Rachel, like you were saying, like the, the looks that Ed Norton gives right. as Miles. It's just like, you see this guy who thinks he's so fucking smart. And then Benoit just kind of lays out like, oh, yeah, he s- makes up words. He misuses other terms. And it cuts back to these different scenes. And... Uh, I'm just like, yeah, this guy thinks he's smart, 
but he's really a dipshit. Like he didn't write the original murder mystery like dinner right. thing. You know, he didn't uh, create the puzzle boxes. He he stole the technology from Andy for whatever Alpha is. You know, uh, the 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 clean um, clear yeah. Well, Clear, yeah, there right, we go. Right, right. Uh, whatever the fuck that I still don't know, I don't care. It didn't uh, really matter, right? Like I, I paid attention yeah. to this time, and I was like, I don't even really care what this, what they're talking about. I just want the murder mystery. Who cares? It's, it's good. Oh, they're making geodes. There's the clear geodes. This <laughs> is the future. Um, Rock candy. But like all. so all this all this stuff uh is they're just really just shitting all over this guy and i was like yeah man i'm here for this you know like when when the movie first came out uh people were talking about i guess making comparisons to elon musk and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i didn't really see it as him in particular it just seems like kind of a hodgepodge of different you know, this type of person. Like, yeah. I feel like I know some of these people. I don't know Elon Musk, but I, I know people who think they're smart that are, are really just not, you know, mm-hmm. like we've all been around these types of, of people. So it, it, it felt like vindicating in a way to see right. him get his comeuppance. And uh, yeah, man, like it, making his name synonymous with the Mona Lisa <laughs> going forward forever he got what he wanted, but not in the way... It's like a monkey's paw situation, yeah. right? Yeah, I love that so much. And, like, yeah, and he's very much, like, you just assume that billionaires have to be geniuses. Because, it's like, how did they become mm-hmm. billionaires? And it's like, no, right. they're just fucking idiots who just steal <laughs> other people's shit and let other people do all the work for them. Right. Like, <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. The, the the fact that he made his dock without any like buoyancy whatsoever. <laughs> right. So if it's high tide, it can't float. And I love that. Yeah. I was going to say, I love like all through the movies, like they keep asking Benoit Blanc if he's good at Clue and he keeps saying he's got a blind spot for <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and so it's just so funny when, yeah, it comes it's a back silly down. game. Yeah. And he's like, this is why I couldn't see it. I don't see stupid. Like, yeah, it's, it's just so silly. It's his Achilles heel yeah. is what he says. And that was like the, the last note I had is like, yeah, he's bad at Clue, which... <sighs> Him being a detective and like also being bad at Clue makes a lot of sense to me because uh, in a past life, I was a a DJ, a a turntablist. And then uh, my friend Adam, he got DJ Hero and invited me over. (laughs) And uh, uh, he and I and uh, our friend Ross uh, were, were, you know, we went over to his house to play. And I was like, oh, man, I I bet I'm fucking stellar at this. (laughs) You know, how could this go wrong? And then I played it. I was like, this is not how this works at all. They're just making up. But you don't press buttons on a record. That's not how this works. I, I was like so incensed that I like I threw a little shit fit immediately. Right. I got 10 seconds into a fucking song. I was like, this is this is not right. This is against God and, and society. I won't stand for it. So I gave up. I've read that so I, I felt I felt seen by Benoit Blanc there you go. in this particular instance. Which is funny because he doesn't like Clue, but I hear he's really good at DJ Hero. <laughs> I know. Fuck. I know, Brett. I knew he would be. I don't know how I knew it, but I did know it. Can you imagine you know? his character? He's like... <laughs> you know what? I'm just now connecting the dots that he's bad at Clue, and he's also bad at uh, that video game they're playing. Like he's playing in the bathtub. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Among Yeah. So it's just like it, like dumb mysteries or whatever. He, yeah, he just doesn't doesn't fuck with that shit. That's funny. It's a it's a good yeah. I don't know the characterization of Benoit. I think came on the screen fully formed 
and we all just fell yeah. in love with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's so interesting, but he's got so, he's got so many layers. He's a glass onion. <laughs> Back to you. Turns out Benoit Blanc was a glass onion all along. Um, it's the phrase we screwed love... over along the way. <laughs> I love Benoit Blanc. He's like, he's one of the, the, the greatest like modern like characters like original characters right. in a long time right like past decade for sure um and i love that he's southern he's like a southern gentleman but he's not an idiot and it, it seems like anytime you see like a, a southern character mm. it's going to he's going to be like a dipshit you know and i i get it <laughs> i don't like to brag but i am one of those southern dipshits and uh it's just nice to see a different flavor of that someone who yeah, can yeah. like walk in a room and um whenever helen goes to see him she's like i i googled you you're you're like the world's greatest detective he's like whoa, whoa, i'm not a batman ma'am you know he like he's humble he's he, yeah he's humble you know mm-hmm. he's not i don't know man he's just got so much charm to him that he's not like a, a know-it-all blowhard. And when, when I was talking to my wife earlier today, I'm like, I, I kind of want to go back and we watched, uh, um, uh, God, what was the, the riverboat movie with fucking, uh, Pierrot? Some of the Nile. Yeah. Uh, Frazier. Good <laughs> God, Niles. <laughs> I feel like a Benoit mystery could be called the Fraser crane. You know, <laughs> yeah. it can totally work. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was out. Uh, but uh, what is the the train uh, prequel death, to that? Death. Oh, the train one is uh, murder on the Orient Express. There we and go. I want to. Yes, I, yeah. I want to watch that. Even though I didn't like um, uh, River Boat to Hell or whatever <laughs> the the sequel was. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't think that the the clues were like properly peppered throughout it. Um, even though it was like an ensemble-esque cast right. and everything, it, it had a similar flavor, but it was like missing an ingredient or yeah. two. I still want to go back and, and uh, watch that first one just to see if how well that holds up. Uh, I think you went to go see that, didn't you, Stephen? I went to see Murder on the Orient Express with our with Amanda's family. Her mom's a big mm-hmm. uh, like Ag- Agatha Christie fan, and so she liked mm-hmm. the different... I want to see the different versions of that the different film versions and i'd love to read some of her books and stuff too but mm-hmm. i remember her liking it i thought it was okay um mm-hmm. i 100 forgot i've forgotten many times that i've ever even seen the sequel death on the nile i think is what it is again mm-hmm. uh and amanda has to remind me and then one day i saw it pop up on hbo and i was like oh have we should we watch that and she and i saw it shows that i've watched it so I, that's my proof now <laughs> but it was so forgettable to me i mm-hmm. it's it, like you said it's a big cast uh, I like the people involved. It just doesn't click mm-hmm. like these do. They're not as much fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, not into them. You know, even though I didn't see the first one, um, when I was watching the second one, I was like, oh, so that's how we got the mustache. Okay, because I had some <laughs> questions on the movie poster for the first one. I was like, but he's got a mustache? Who wants Can a mustache ride? Because I had to go, like, go through. I had to file paperwork to get right. mine. It was a whole endeavor. How did you even do that back then? That's just because you're wrong. weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's There's true. There's only a certain yeah. number of mustachioed or, or bearded brown men allowed in the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to like go during card, the summer months when the sun yeah, was uh, offending right. the rest of society. That's right. Uh, well, what about any other notes anybody wanted to lop on here? Anything else? I'm, I'm tapped on my end. Rachel, do you have any additional notes on yours? So one thing I want to point out is I love the... Um, 
Jared Leto's hard kombucha and the Jeremy Renner small batch hot sauce. God, every time they reference that kombucha, I laugh. Like, it's so silly. It seems real. Yes. Both of those mm-hmm. seem like real yeah. products to me. Jamie Renner would absolutely have a hot sauce. Yeah. I absolutely want that hot sauce <laughs> so bad. I, I I am something of a heat seeker. Uh, but oh, man. Um, it, it was like, upon rewatching it this time, I was like, oh, man, too soon. I yeah. like, no, not during yeah, that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The time, He's yeah. still alive. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't Angela Lansbury from, uh, from Ryan Johnson's right. movie. So. <laughs> they tried. He tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was behind the wheel of that snowplow? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Name Ryan? Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, uh, Stephen, when you yeah. watch that uh, that GQ thing where it's like a, a scene breakdown mm-hmm. or whatever with Ryan Johnson, did you notice he's got like some kind of like Scandinavian accent or something like that? I thought he was. I thought he was British. But oh, I thought he was like American because I I thought I looked it up and it said that uh-huh. he was like from uh, Illinois or or. Yeah. or the east coast like new england or something he's like American that but he's filmmaker. like yeah yeah maryland yeah Wait, why it's wild British, right then i'm so i don't know I he's got like a, a a crazy accent but like no right. one acknowledges it and it's like this is what it's like for anyone who lives in a reality huh. where like you're paired up in an arnold schwarzenegger movie where you're just like, what are you do? What are we doing with these kids? I have to teach them how to be, <laughs> how to be properly educated. <laughs> like, dude, where like are you from? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that, maybe, like, if I met Ryan Johnson, I'd be like, dude, where are you from? Where's this accent coming from? Maybe that's his inspiration for Benoit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I made up an <laughs> accent. Everybody just goes with it. Whatever, just do whatever you want to do. You know. Hello, I'm Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah, as you can tell from my accent, yeah, I'm not from Louisiana like you think I am. Very nice. Are you from Maryland? You sound just like my buddy from Maryland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just finished watching The Wire. You sound like you stepped right out of that shit, dude. So crazy. Sure his life was very similar to The Wire. Um, uh, all right. So what about final thoughts? Uh, this movie versus Knives Out. Anybody, you know, uh, if you want to compare them, if you like one more than the other or uh, uh, just kind of final thoughts. What do you what do you think about this? What about you, Rachel? Um, I love them both. I don't I don't yeah. think I would want to compare them because they do have different feels. So Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. there are definitely times when I could be more in the mood to watch one over the other. Right. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they're both very good. Mm -hmm. I would say that um, that just kind of sparked a a little thought for me that uh, I would I don't want to compare them. I do like to think of the different actors involved and the different characters they play. And kind of like Brent said, like maybe not even bringing that those same characters. I'm not sure if that's what you meant earlier, but just those actors in a different role, you know, if they did like an anthology sort of way, kind of like you could say that Noah Sagan's, you know, in, in both movies in different roles or mm-hmm. more the same role. Uh, but it's like, oh, I, I would love to see some of those people interact, though. Like some of these people might interact really well with uh, Chris Evans or something. Right. Like there's so many mm-hmm. good people in all of them. And that's kind of like my thing with Ethan Hawke. I was like, just don't waste anybody. Like there's so many good people you could get. But also like make sure you use them well uh yeah that's my only my only complaint or or, or fear from these is that like like dave batista was great but he also cut out really early i, w- I wished he could have had more mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think they're both phenomenal. I don't want to compare them really either. I think, yeah, like you said, Rachel, mm-hmm. just different moods, different times, but so far so good. I love everything he's doing. I can't wait to see more. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, I really am appreciative that these are just wild swings and just knocking them out of the mm-hmm. park for murder mysteries. Because the first one, Knives Out, is a murder mystery, but guess what? You get to see the guy kill himself right. <laughs> uh, early on. Yeah. So what's the mystery we're solving? And then this one is like, it's a murder mystery, but it's not. You're not solving the mystery that you think you are right. until like later on, like halfway through the movie, you know. And uh, I don't know. Just the the idea that all these people are there, and they're you know Benoit and Helen are trying to figure out the motives for everyone. Like who would kill him? It's like, well, none of the people there would want to kill him because they need Miles to continue their mm-hmm. shit you know like everyone has to keep them alive so it is it is kind of strange that uh that there's anything going on there at all like what's what's the point of this movie and right. you know then you have the, this big twist you know so um who knows maybe uh fucking uh oh, god damn it what's his name mm. uh N- N- nate sagan what's his name <laughs> noah noah i, I got the last name right you got noah the last Sagan. Right this time, yeah. god damn it maybe first he's initial. a triplet maybe oh. he's a triplet you know and like the first one he's right. a cop the the second brother is a burnout mm-hmm. the third one Fireman? professional wrestler you know mm-hmm. uh ballerina that, that's the fourth <laughs> one yep could be mm-hmm. uh i would love you know like in scream they talk about the third one the, th- the end of a trilogy or whatever at least is uh all mm-hmm. all rules are you know thrown up in the air everything you thought you knew is different maybe he's been behind this the whole time the the noah sagan brothers will be revealed in later movies <laughs> to have been part <laughs> of all mastermind. these things the entire time exactly right oh my god yeah it's just mm-hmm. there's Makes so sense. many there's so many rooms for activities <laughs> right. and i can't wait yeah. to see more of those activities <laughs> Um, when is the next one supposed to come out? Do we know? I heard he's writing it, but that was oh even my just like, god! I know. I, I have mean, to wait any amount of time for it. It was wait two years. I hate it. Three years between last ones, so that's yeah. Every three years, you could imagine they might get more. But um, damn, I did see whenever I read about the Netflix deal to buy these two sequels, that it was like four hundred sixty-five million dollars, something like that. Uh, but then mm-hmm. the budget for the first movie was like forty million, which is i don't know how they worked that out with all the actors in it and then this one as well they said it was like 45 million for the budget for this and i don't know how that worked out but and i'm like Mm -hmm. you got 400 plus million for the movies though and it Mm -hmm. said that uh ryan johnson and two of his producers each got a hundred million dollars as part of their deal to make these two movies christ three of them are the 300 million dollar of that and that's insane wow so anyway, Ryan, I can imagine I can them some money. <laughs> yeah, send some this way. Honestly, we hope to get nominated for an award. Buddy. I spent twenty dollars on Netflix for this fucking thing. You know, you can, <laughs> give me five bucks back. I'm just saying, <laughs> just five, just five. You know, a quarter of this shit. You know, um, that's insane. Do you think that yeah, Ryan Johnson wow. was like? I would like $120 million. <laughs> They're like, uh, bitch, please. This shit is adapted material. You're just, come on, get out of here with that shit. They probably did do that too. And they probably did, done, trying to do them dirty. Netflix, don't do that mm-hmm. to our yep. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, and then was... Netflix was like, uh, look, we're, we'll give you $100 million final offer. And then also, 
we're raising our rates. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're just we're just hard up for money. You know, we're doing a lot of spending. We just paid you a hundred million dollars, as you know. We need to make yeah. that back up. So, uh-huh. and also I see here that uh, you share your password. Huh. <laughs> have to have to do something about that. We don't really allow that. What if they so. stop the third movie and they're like, Ryan Johnson's been sharing his password. We cannot be a part of this anymore. <laughs> Could be a good way to go out, Ryan. Just saying. Amazon will pay you, too. Mm. Um, Well, Rachel, is a blast having you on again for an episode, especially this one. Thank you for coming back on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. We uh, always enjoy having you on, and I think we have a few other things we'd like to have you back on, maybe this year even. So uh, Mm -hmm. look for more Rachel on the show. Did you want to plug any social media or anything else you got going on? Uh, No, I'm good. Fucking A, it's right. Get off the ball. Right? I don't have anything going on. <laughs> well, Same. Uh, you can always find us on all socials or email us. All the info is in the show notes as usual. And you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is appreciated as always. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. Yes, please. Super. Well, I had a blast. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Brent, you've always been a good guest every time you do show up. Thank you for that. It's so glad to be here. I appreciate the invite every week. <laughs> and good. the times you can make it on is great, which is almost every uh, week, yeah. which is great for me. So Almost. It really helps out. And and the fact that you just do all the editing for us, which is, is also awesome without any money or thanks. So. Oh, it's only half. I appreciate No, I let you do all of it now from this moment <laughs> oh, on. Oh, do so you're okay. welcome. Uh, but yeah, it was a blast. Come back uh, next week. I don't know. I think we're just doing the pop culture catch up. So. We'll just kind of get a bunch of other stuff we've been watching out of the way, but then we'll have some more theme Mm -hmm. stuff coming up. So stay tuned. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Rachel. And let's talk later. Oh, Steven. Uh, I've I've got bad news. Uh Uh-oh. I just got another Google alert here. Oh, God. About Benoit. Oh, God. He's trending so hard, dude. What's up now? Oh, my God. This is... This might ruin him. Evidently, Benoit Blanc has gotten into the sex toy game, Steven. Uh-oh. Yeah. But he is offering bargain basement discounts on his Benoit ball, so be sure to get out there. <laughs> pop some of those in. Just go about your day. I think there's an app for it, even, you know? It does... It does... <laughs> It, when you plug them in, it does automatically plug you in, and it uh, oh, it does okay. have like That's a nice. a shock feature to it. It's sure, only way sure. to describe it. So if you're planning to, I don't know, jacuzzi later, you might you might think twice. You know, gotcha. That makes Better, sense. Just keep a leather strap with you to bite down on. I guess if, <laughs> if that's the situation, you know. Benoit's leather straps sold separately. <laughs> yeah, this, oh, absolutely, absolutely. If you have a coupon, he might hook you up. But otherwise, <laughs> that's it. Um, I know we talked about this previously uh, back on episode one thirty four, titled February thirtieth from February twenty fifth of twenty twenty. But I feel like I gotta revisit this. I just have this new thought about the month of February, and um, I wanted to to run this by you, like. <sighs> So, like, it's hard enough to get uh, people in our own country to agree on things, let alone our country with, I don't know, like Europe or Japan or mm-hmm. Scandinavia. Like, it, 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 any two countries agreeing on something takes a lot of, like, time and effort and whatnot. What I don't understand overall is how, like, 
we globally have decided like, okay, we're going to abide by this 12 month calendar. They're in this order. <laughs> and no one piped up and said, how come this one month has 28 fucking days in it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's bordered or bookended by these two months that have 31 days. It doesn't make any sense. Like what type of Herculean effort was put in to be like, no, we got to keep February. We got to really like, like Feb- February is like really like getting a big ego. We got to like tamp it down a little bit. We got to make sure it stays at 28. Every four years, we'll give it a 29th day. We're not happy about it, <laughs> but we will do that it. That still weirds me out because mm-hmm. it, it does seem like, I don't know. I've noticed a lot of things, I think. Uh, we just kind of do because people did them, you know, before we were alive. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys, but as I get older, sometimes I'm starting to look around and be like, wait, but why? And this mm-hmm. is a great example of that. This is like one of those, like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why we have it, but I disagree mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. Well, it was like back in the back, back in the day uh, when there was only like 10 months on a calendar before they realized oh, maybe like 12 months is slightly more accurate way to keep track of time uh like somebody had mentioned this on a podcast like a a year or so ago where they were like yeah october is oct because it used to be like the eighth month of the year Hmm. and they like kind of went through the timeline of these different things it's like oh yeah i guess that kind of makes sense i never really thought about it that way like december is for deca which is 10 so they just like plugged in additional months yeah, they didn't kind of throughout put them on the end. Got the 12 year. That's interesting. They yeah. like put them in the middle mm-hmm. and they're like, people don't even know what this shit means anymore. We'll just like shove it right. in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a fucking uh, anal beads. <laughs> just shove wow. them in. Uh-huh. Just shove them in there. I was try- I was, unfortunately, I was trying to say butt plug, right. and I don't mean to offend any of our audience by no. saying anal beads, you know? I wouldn't. Well, I meant butt plug. I think that you know? February is the anal beads of sex toys, though. Well, I think what we need to do is pop a couple extra days out of that <laughs> butthole and give it to February. Like, January and March, I'm sorry, you you got to donate a day each. Again, like keeping in... in January. <laughs> we can't lose any January. January is my birthday month, and I celebrate mm, my birthday yes. the entire month. I the, the enti- Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, so I'm not giving oh, up God. any of my days. Right. That's <laughs> what you're going to run into. Yeah, yeah. they're going to have to come from March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And if January's not giving up any, I feel like other months are probably going to take a look at that and be like, "Well, I want thirty-two then." <laughs> and be like, "February's Whoa. like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm taking it from February. Well, I have twenty-seven <laughs> days now." <laughs> wow. What if we just start taking days from February and adding them to the other months, and we end up with an eleven-month calendar? Every month has yeah. a different set of days. Problem solved. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is that better? Well, with Rachel, it's going to be like January is going to have 45 days. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's smart that way. Rachel, is your is your birthday toward the end of the month? It is. It is? Okay, so that's why you just consume the rest of the, the month I for like yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the 27th. Mm-hmm. So 27th, right okay. Yeah, so I can just, so the whole month, I'm just like, don't make me do that. It's my birthday. <laughs> Can you do this for me? It's my birthday. No, and my yeah, my friends. I like usually I just do it in my house, but this year I have like a really good circle of friends, and I work with like half of them. So this year I decided to really bring it into like all areas of my life. Nice, and it worked. People really just went with it. 
I really did not get any pushback. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And I, I saw some of your posts about things because I was going to ask you about that today. You went, it seemed like you went to a, a few concerts as part of that. I did. I went to a few concerts. I went to Gay Bingo. Oh, yeah. That sounded um, awesome. Yeah. I did a lot of fun stuff. I mean, it seems like you can get a lot done when your birthday is 31 consecutive days. Right. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You can yeah. fit a lot in yeah. there. How many cakes did yeah. you eat over the time period? So I don't really like cakes. So I mm. did, um, uh, Eric did make one cake. He made a black velvet cake um, oh. on my actual birthday, which we went ghost hunting that day. Oh, yeah. Um, How many did you get? <laughs> So I did bring home a stick from these haunted woods. Ooh, so I keep that hoping that I brought at least one ghost home. It's a really big stick. Like it has to stay outside. Well, so, yeah, uh, you know, honestly, it's not the size of the stick. It's, you know, how haunted it is. That's true. That's true. Yes, yes. And it did. So the day after, I guess, that I brought it home, I have... Um, on one of my bookcases, my book, The Hobbit. I have two copies of The Hobbit. This is my fancy hardback copy. Mm -hmm. So I have it facing outwards. You can see the fancy pictures on the front. And it's been there for years. Like, I only move it to dust, really. I haven't read it in ages. And it Excellent. fell out of nowhere, having oh. never fallen before. But it broke my little Frodo toy that was in front of it. Wow. So. See, this is the danger of books. <laughs> yes. This is what I've been saying. Yeah. You get all the books, Wait. all the literature out of your house. You're, so you're not afraid of ghosts, but you are afraid of books? I don't believe in ghosts, Stephen. Like, but I do believe in the poisoning of our society <laughs> via literature. And it must be stopped. Honestly, someone needs to stand up for us stupids. You know? I think Brent might have a point there, and I really can't argue with this at this juncture. I feel like Hop on Pop popped frodo off of your bookcase stand whatever it is you said i was i was on a, a terror there for a second i stopped listening i was excited that we were talking shit about books yeah that we were uh-huh you're right uh, yeah. yeah all of us collectively we can all agree i would like february you, uh... has too many days and books are terrible we're all in agreement i would like if you came home one day and that stick had formed itself in, into the uh uh, I'm not sure if it's like across the, the, the witch thing from Blair Witch, you know. Oh, yes. That'd be pretty I would neat. I love that. And I you'd would. be like, ooh, a new decoration, right? I like, would. You wouldn't skip a beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome in my backyard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, That's I, pretty uh, amazing. I'm really hoping it's haunted now. I do a lot of shopping at estate sales, mm -hmm. and I'm always hoping I buy something haunted when I go to an estate sale. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that that's the goal too, you know, because I feel like there's a whole subsect of people that would, that if you advertised, you know, like haunted garage sale, it'd be like, oh man, there's a whole group of people that'd be like, I'm heading that one first over yeah. all the other garage sales. Yeah. You know? So whenever you walk through an estate sale, are you just like picking up baubles and whatnot and, and <laughs> shouting to your husband across the room? <laughs> hey, Eric, I think this one has the soul of the dead person <laughs> that literally just died in this. <laughs> In this precious moments figurine, it's in here. That's where it would Old be. Carl is in this. And the family members just rolling tears in the background. I should start doing that. Mm. I did. Like, I went to one estate sale, and they had a bunch of uh, broken dolls. So they mm. were essentially, like, just doll parts, arms and legs and it's heads. creepy. What the fuck? <laughs> so Get I, out of there. I bought the whole box of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now I have all those all parts. 
Yeah. Uh, so when you have an estate sale someday, many years from now. Yeah. I Sounds to be like, like, this lady was fucked up. Yeah. No, like, yeah. When my kids throw an estate sale with my stuff, like, people are probably going to leave. Like, they're going to be like, no, I can't go through here. Oh like, God. this big tapestry behind me, you probably mm-hmm. can't really see it, but it's a baphomet. Oh, oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. And, yeah. And I have like satanic imagery like all over my house. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's just homey. It's, yeah. You know? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I would also like now, to. Now, what think, happens? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would just like to think years from now, again, when you have that estate sale, that I hope you have found something haunted. And I hope another <sighs> person that wants something haunted comes to yours. But they are like, there's so many things to choose from. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find the right one, you know, the yep. right piece. So Eric and that's I have started out. making Ouija boards. So oh, that's yeah. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen that on the gram. He's yeah. been, uh, been making those. Oh, yeah, right. Is, is he like burning the, uh, uh-huh. what is that? Like wood burning? Yep. Mm-hmm. I do that in a fireplace, but I mean, you guys do it however <laughs> you want. So, yes. uh, does it have all 26 letters in there? I feel like I'd be nervous that I left one out, you know? Mm. So I'm responsible for the letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually very meticulous about it. I measure them out very well. The first one I did freehand, but then after the first one, I bought stencils. So I've been stenciling the letters. Right. Um, but it's, I mean, it's really fun. I've tried. We the first one we made, we tried it on my birthday before we went ghost hunting, or maybe after. I can't remember, but it didn't work. Maybe Did you take the, stick, the Ouija board out to the the haunted hmm. uh, parking lot or wherever you went to the? We did bring it. It was this. It's this haunted bridge in these woods. We did bring it, but then we didn't get it out of the car. So on the actual bridge, there were some teenagers lightsaber fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we didn't want to break out the leaderboard. (laughs) Was one of them our friend Ross? It sounds like something that he would he'd be present for. I'm pretty sure that's he was one of those. For like exercise. Do you ever? Do you ever get worried that for a Ouija board, when you're trying to contact like an older spirit, that they're just illiterate? Because that would be like something I would run into where they're just like trying to That'd spell something and it's just like, yeah, it's like eight <laughs> consonants in a yeah. row. It's like, is this, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, up until recently, you know, people didn't like routinely learn how to read. Mm-hmm. So that's, hmm. I mean, that's. I'm still against point. it. <laughs> yeah. What if people, thought, what I, if the ghosts and spirits are on the other side, like so frustrated with us and like, guys, I can't, yeah. I can't communicate with this. I don't They're know. Like, what just you want. text me. <laughs> just text me, dude. So much easier. We're all on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there should be a, a default area of the Ouija board that just says boo. You know, instead of like it has yes, That'd no, boo. Yeah. yeah. And then like, of course, LOL. What if it's just right. yeah, emoji. So they can just choose mm-hmm. pictures. That'd be kind of that'd be easiest, right? <laughs> It's just a cool. poop emoji. <laughs> Over and over again. Maybe I'll make one of those. Yeah. <laughs> emoji weed emoji weegi board. Is that? Yeah. Emoji Is that the sync word? <laughs> oh god. How are we gonna do this? I usually don't what hope for things to mess up during the show, but I really hope they mess up several times today. <laughs> 
we're just singing with the first sound that's made. It's it's gonna it be a disaster. Right. So it was it was an emoji Ouija board. Uh, well, yeah, if you just want emoji Ouija, emoji Ouija, emoji Ouija. It's not too bad, really. Yeah, emoji Ouija. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. You gotta summon <clears throat> Italian spirits into your body to, right. uh, to sync for this one. All right, so emoji Ouija to sync on three. I don't think we've used this one before. I so. No, <laughs> I just checked the index. No, we haven't used it. Okay, good, good. I was concerned. All right, so emoji Ouija to sync on three. One, two, three. Emoji, emoji Ouija. Ouija. Spaghetti. L P A S 